Uh, this past Sunday at Bash at the Beach. Whoa, 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 whoa. Man, we got, I thought this would be a nice interview. You got all the things to talk about. We got Lars Zahn's world. We got my favorite freaker. Look how beautiful she is. And you want to talk about things in the past. That's done with, man. I did that. It's over. Forget about it. I do want to talk about Bash and the Beach and, and that brutal attack on your so-called friend, that's Kevin right, Nash. That's right, so-called friend. See, that's where you're wrong. I don't have no friends. I don't want no friends. And I just keep it at that. Don't call him my so-called He's not my friend. I don't want no friends. You know, my, the image that I have is of you and Kevin Nash in the ring together. We've seen it for the last couple of months here in World Championship Wrestling. Why, why Scott? Why would you do that to him? And in the process, you cost Scott Hall his contract. I don't give a d about Scott Hall. He's not my friend. And what I did to Kevin Nash, it felt right at the time. It felt good. And it made me happy. So I did it. That's all you need to know. You know, in Scott Hall, we're talking about a man here who has a family, a wife and a kids, and now he's unemployed. <laughs> he's unemployed, just like those wrestling fans out there. You think I give a damn about the wrestling fans? I don't give a damn about Scott Hall. Why would I damn about the fans? I don't care about anybody. Get it straight, man. Try to understand me, all right? I'll try, you know, after I don't need anybody. After everything that's gone down here in the past couple of months, there are a lot of people that are saying, well, Big Papa Pump is totally out of control. Scott, Maybe. are you out of control? Maybe. Because I'm not getting what I want to get. You know, look at Booker T. He comes back and say, I me off. I had to sit in the back and watch Booker T win the world title. Everybody's got eight years wrestling. I don't give a damn. I've been kicked 10 years. What if I get? I get what? I'm talking to you too. What? Well, that, that, I got Frank. I got Frankenstein. You call it her Conrada. It's a Frankenstein. It's not a her Conrada. That was never what meant. Are you that from? was never where meant to from? discredit you. That was, was never meant from, to man. disservice to you. Everybody knows that's a Frankenstein. You call it her Conrada. Why? Why? It was. It was an attempt oh, to get Luchadors over at the time. Who? That's all. The Mexican. I don't give a damn about Luchadors. It's a Frankenstein. Call it the Frankenstein. When someone sees it again, and you, and you call it her Conrada. I'm coming down, right? I'm coming down to the desk, all right? Scott. Don't make that mistake again, all right? You know, Scott, you and I have always had a real yeah, good do, working do, relationship. I don't like the way you started this interview out, man. Of all the things to talk about, you got to bring up the past, man. It's a past, man. I could have been in a good mood until you bring up the bull. Let's talk about Goldberg. I don't want to talk about Goldberg. I told you, you want to hear about what I have to say about Goldberg? Look at the Iron Man magazine. I'm on the cover. All right? What I said about Goldberg, I said, I'll say a lot. If he wouldn't have been smart enough to get into Michigan, I would have kicked his 10 years ago. But since he was too stupid and he went to Georgia, things didn't happen. Things will come around. Things have a way of working themselves out, you know? Scott, you brought up the fans earlier. And yeah, you, you hear the what, chance. I, what I say about the fans? I don't give a damn about the fans. Quit bringing them up. It's over with. The, fa the fans love you. You hear the big Papa Pump chants. You hear them from the fans every week. You know what? You're making it real difficult for the fans to like you. I don't want nobody to like me. I got my freaks nationwide. They make me happy. The fans, I don't care. They can like who they want. Don't like me. I don't need them. All right? I got Medeja, my favorite one. That's all I care about, okay? You know, Scott, it, the fans. it's obvious that you have an awful lot of hatred maybe, and a lot maybe. of anger. Short views, yeah, where the, people have pushed me. That hatred and that anger, it's bottled up inside you. And I'm just trying to find out where that comes from. Is this something maybe that, that dates back to your childhood? Where's that? Hey, I, I, closer. No, I said, I said, is this something maybe that would date back to your childhood? Do you have a childhood? What's that? My childhood? Those have nothing to do with this. This is a stupid interview. Poppy, Poppy, please. Medeja, forget about him, you stupid.
You heard it. It means we're back. We got a. This is a, this is a fun one here. I'm excited. I, this, we've been waiting for this for so long. Well, first off, this is the New Blood Rising podcast, talking about the New Blood Rising pay per view. Ooh, <clears throat> meta. meta how, how meta is that? That's so, because I remember we were talking about what are we gonna call this? We're like, well, we call it New Blood Rising. I'm like, what the hell is that? What's what the hell is a New Blood Rising? Like, That's the name of the pay per view. <laughs> Who the hell is Dick Togo? <laughs> Dick Togo? He's the only vi- viable member of this shitty faction. And yet it's 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 Funaki who gets a shirt and a catchphrase. Dick Togo gets a ticket back to Japan. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Bone Street Killers. Huh? Bone Street Killers, man. How the about BSK. That? I'll be posting that on Twitter later on. That picture is awesome. I mean, Undertaker with a gun to his head. I fucking kill you, man. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. I'm surprised when you said we've been waiting for this. Like there wasn't a shit ton of those coming out. I've been waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Nevertheless, I'm William Rankin, joined as always by Jason Kiesler. Howdy. And Charlie Stabile. How the hell are you? This. we, there's been a good build for us with this. We've been hitting a, a pretty good momentum here throughout this, uh, well, it's our summer here in 2015, but through their summer in 2000, through these WCW shows, ever since ever since the reboot, this seemed like, I guess maybe on paper when they planned out this pay-per-view was going to be called New Blood Rising, that's probably supposed to mean a lot more. As we find... Less is more. Yeah, well, there's really no New Blood anymore. <laughs> it was too late. It's, Way it's too, too late. late. But I guess they did not want to... You know, encroach on Spring Stampede says it was a week before. Right. Then Slamboree, God forbid. Then, Coveted. That's right. Then you got the Great American Bash. Then you got Bash the Beach. They got these name recognitions. You can't just I will say, but then they looked on the map and pointed at Sturgis. Yeah, and they were like, you know what? Man, we don't Two, this is the, probably one of the smartest things they ever did besides, like, by because um, there's a cool stat, like, by, and I say cool, I don't know why it's the first thing that popped in my head, but closer around this time period, their roster goes from over 200 to, like, 50. They cut so much shit out over the last year to this point. It's incredible. So that was smart. But then number two is, why don't, you know, why don't we get rid of the free pay-per-view since we're losing so much money? <laughs> the one that nobody really likes either. No. Yeah. Let's get, one people like, ah, it'll get corrected on Nitro the next night anyway. For sure. So where the hell are we? Well, we're in Vancouver, British Columbia. Like <laughs> <laughs> Conan says that in commentary. The building are we in? <laughs> the PE Center. The, P- the, the Pacific Coliseum, no less. 
capacity crowd on hand of 6,718. <laughs> but they were trying to turn people away. Obviously, you saw so, the quality at the beginning of the program. We're going to get into some stuff about that. Allegedly, I think they gave they tried to give away like a ton of tickets, and they only got half those people to come. <laughs> it's the P&E Center? Uh, traffic is going to be horrible. I'm, it's free. What, no. So, you might be asking next, what is our buy rate? Good question. 0.18. Oh. Uh, Still not the worst. Well, no, but it's really not getting better is the problem. Like, you know, we're not really... Maintaining when you're losing money is still losing money, so, so that's not good. So they, they did not grasp fully that coveted juggalo market that they were trying to go with, obviously, right? Huh? The juggalo the market. Juggalo market. The juggalo market. What was it? The juggalo... <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, I, the juggalo army. That's right. That's it. Yeah, I wrote so, that one down. let's... let's t- Opening opening video package pretty intense. Booker and Jared. So what it has been a month. What's a slapatory? Yeah. <laughs> now he's making shit up. We're getting to a point where I can't stand Jeff Jarrett. Okay, so oh, I, I was yeah. gonna bring that You're up. Gonna bring that up. Okay, I was wondering if you because were the same way. When we go through the builds of of um, especially when we get to the build for the main event, every episode of Nitro and Thunder has the same beginning. I want a title shot. I am the chosen one. Yeah. And there ain't a damn thing that blah 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 blah. Ah. He says it all and, the time. And as we get in, like, Booker's first month is... It, it's funny because, like, it's a little bit of John Cena's reign now as U.S. champion. Like, the way he tried to... Or at least the way they tried to book him. No pun intended. <laughs> but so at the same time... <laughs> The first thing I noticed immediately was, what the hell is this catchphrase? Um, don't hate the player, hate started? the game. It starts after Bash of the Beach. It really becomes like, because. I we, hated it back then. I, I mean, I understand, like. You, you didn't like the. You need. He, like, he I needs under, a phrase. I get that. I, I mean, I thought he but had one. He did. Can you dig that? It's perfect. He, I mean that fits him a lot more than don't hate because one thing I'll give him is you notice, how he, you notice how he puts that pause in there like don't hate the player yep I gotta take a shit <laughs> <laughs> hate the game I'm talking to you Triple H I'm implying you no. we also get another part of this video package that recaps a very hot triple threat match we're gonna get later <laughs> get a great Mark Madden call for that what's it this is going to be a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, but yeah, Goldberg. Goldberg, Scott Steiner, and Kevin Nash. Mm. All vying for the number one contender spot. Who will <laughs> sell the least. <laughs> <laughs> so I love when we shift away from this video package. We immediately go to the drunk predict, pre- the uh, drunk yeah. predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Another. <laughs> I love the guy. Scott Steiner! <laughs> <laughs> it's a Goldberg, and every one of these dudes are somehow Jesus. in sleeveless shirts. Oh, no one sounds Canadian. N- nobody. They're on this outside of Venice say, Beach. Yeah. Yeah. does say we got fans coming from Seattle and Portland just to let us know. Man, all right, but we do get the we get the big pyro on a. Vi- have you noticed how more reduced the sets are looking to the There's, point they're like reduced versions of the previous show because <laughs> it's starting to look the same, yes. but at the same time on a smaller scale. Well, this one had to have a prop. For later on in the show, which I think condensed the stage a little bit. The big mud pit. Oh, the m- mud pit. With oh. the uh, razor wire. Oh, how could I forget? Yeah, yeah. with the razor wire. The war against women became the genocide oh. against women. Oh, this is the nucleus. <laughs> like, the highway to hell. <laughs> <laughs> there are literally imprints of people's manhoods on the wall. Just, just, just destroyed. Immediately, we get three count. Coming out. <laughs> 
full. We got it's the full gestation. Funkasaurus. Final form of three accounts. You killed me. I was like, that's it. Tank Abbott is now finally in the role that we've I I had heard for months. Yeah, didn't see any of this, and he is. All in. Yes. His chips all right, are so, all in. So, real quick, funny thing. You know they tried to give him... They wanted to give him singing lessons. They wanted to pay for him to go get singing lessons. He, it and, makes it worse. And, and you know what he said? He was like, man, my voice is going to suck no matter what. So, fuck it. Let's not do it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. No. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't do it. Yeah, it, it made it so much better. It's funny. It's like, we talk about Funkasaurus Prime. He got Tensai back in 2000. Remember when Tensai, like, they finally realized that, like... Sweet tea. Yeah. That, yeah. like, that works better for you, even though it's... It it, well, you know what I mean. It was better than <laughs> him just... He comes out with his, his, his Asian manager. He's going to beat up they, they freaking... They just made... They took so much away from him, little by little, as Tensai. Really funny, though. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my way. First, they took my robes, <laughs> then they took my manservant. So what? You right. parked the car in the wrong spot. What the hell? You took the thing out of the cracker jack box. You cocksucker. <laughs> All right. So why is three count out here? Well, we have a double ladder match mm. <laughs> against the young. <laughs> the glasses have hit All the right. mat. Sorry. Sorry, we're not even into that. <laughs> Because like Tank Abbott's in there and he's like doing the dance and it's yeah. really bad, which means it's really good. Yes. And three counts having a great time, and then we get the young dragons. Before you get to the young dragons, because <clears throat> this is my WrestleMania. That's right, Tank Abbott with three counts. I want to call out a few things. If you notice, and this is kind of really. You got a cigarette. Shut <laughs> up. There, uh, thank you. Thank Go you. for it. Uh, Tank Abbott has he's a square peg in a round world, fellas. His dance man is square. Three counts carry their circles. They dance on those. He sits there. His uh, nipples are cut out on his shirts for the three dots. They're just standing there so tank abbotly. Which is worse. He normally wrestles without a shirt, but yeah, his, his yeah. nipples are there. And as I'll talk to the, the care that he just brings, he is like a 1980s ring manager. Do you have a hashtag on there? Yeah, I do. <laughs> hashtag nipple cutouts. <laughs> for men. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Don't get pervy. At New Blood Pod. Look for the hashtag. If you want to follow along at home, hashtag, I'm sorry, what? Nipple nipple cutouts. Cutouts. It's you need Canadian, another so reason folks. to know why your children shouldn't be listening to this That's podcast. That's right. It does have the explicit <laughs> E for a reason. And yeah. we've crossed that barrier within the first five minutes of this podcast. All right. So the Young Dragons are coming to the ring, mm -hmm. and it, it, you know, this is a WWF ripoff. You know, like you know, they're trying to copy off what WWF has been right. popular with. And what's the first thing WCW does? They have them do tags mm -hmm. for about a minute. Yep. And then it just, why are we tagging? And then they just, <laughs> they just all hell breaks. Loose. Someone read the Canadian rulebook and invoked Rule Twenty Eight A, Subsection B. <laughs> do you guys know how? Like, so. Going into it, like I know you, you know what was going on with this storyline. Clearly, I love it. Did you know what was going on with this? Just from this match. Mm -hmm. right, so let's let's just take a few steps back. Sure. On the July 10th Nitro, three count. Now with Tank Abbott clad in a tux and shorts, came out in a car <laughs> with a gold record to celebrate their success. In fact, they brought a ladder to the ring so they could hang the record in the arena. I, I whatever. Right. The Young Dragons, along with the returning Great Muda, who we will learn about later. Run in and interrupt. Muda ends up spitting the green mist in Tank's eyes, and the dragons steal the record. Okay. Okay. So did it ruin the top? <laughs> what's <laughs> funny is like we got this match already before this pay per view, kind of. Uh, the thunder that was two days later after that 
All eight men just squared off. All of them. They all just went at it. And the match lasted all of, like, I think two minutes. And in the midst of it, this is what was awesome. Muda goes for the mist again. Tank grabs his square and blocks it. He oh. blocked the mist. So he missed the... Yeah. Okay. He, mi- yeah, he, he missed, missed the mist. <laughs> so three count just destroyed them in two minutes. So it kind of, in a way, like that every day. So like, <laughs> it was it was the next week that they decided, all right, we're going to make this a pay per view match because that's when they put the the recording contract on the line. Although it felt a bit tainted just because they had just buried them on right. television. I mean, two minutes. I mean, a lot of these run these rundowns we're going to get these matches last. They last less than five minutes. It's rough. So that's where we got to with this. So as you said, you're correct. Like it. it the first thing I noticed was that. There are some things that look really good in this, and there are a yeah. lot of things that look awful. Like, they're trying way too hard. The, the spot with the three of the young dragons on the oh, ladder. Jesus. And this should have been really cool, but it just... Somebody hit R even... at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> the one that should be known is Evan Courageous has clearly got a horrible ankle. Mm-hmm. And yes. is trying to gut Poor through guy. this thing. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about, before we do, rip this match apart... <laughs> um, <clears throat> what are the rules again? Because I can't follow this. They go up. Whatever is whatever. <laughs> they go up and grab this. I thought it was over. No, no, no. They got to. You got to get both things. So, See, so what does that mean, though? If one team gets one thing and the other team gets, I, I guess the other. Right, so, uh, I thought it was going to like even even go back and watch it now. At the same time, I thought that the other team had a goal. You right. Know, like like the young dragons want to take the record. And three count wants the contract, right? And and say if you get it, but even though they're in the same position in the ring, you could get both. But yeah, it just turned into whatever. But, but technically, the dragons never brought the the gold record down to the mat. They never touched the mat with it, right? Because Abbott snatches at a midair. That's yeah, the, that's the best spot of the match. The, Although, how that worked out. How awesome is him just going around the ring? Just his taunts. The whole time. Mm. He is working the special up. He's, mm-hmm. get, he, he's getting in Canada Man's face. Yeah, uh, over by the announce table. Canada <laughs> Man! Is, is, did, he, did he drive all the way from Florida? <laughs> we got Canada Man in the house. There, there are just, there are a lot of spots that like, there was the anticipation of a big finish to a spot and then it just doesn't happen as nope. clean. They, they act like the suplex off the ladder is a big deal, but if you look at where his feet are and his placement on the ladder, yeah. he's probably where the, you'd be on the second turnbuckle. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh, God! I'll tell you, Shannon Moore's going balls out. That yeah. entire match, he, his effort must be commended. And every, and Jamie oh, Noble, too. Jamie yeah, Noble God, took yeah. that spot off the top of the ladder. Yeah. yeah. Is this a splash? This is the splash. Yeah. Which, granted, it's just a splash, but still, jumping from that height. Oh, God, yeah. It was very impressive. Yeah, the um, crowd is mega into this into too, it, which is you know as they should be. We, we've um, been talking that you need that match that's going to really jumpstart. This is it, totally. We, we, yeah, we I don't get see one. how I, I don't see how you could start it any other way based no. on what we're about to see. So I, I think it was perfectly. Shannon, Shannon Moore does that one spot that Jeff Hardy is never good at, where he jumps from one ladder to another. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, oh and god, Shannon nailed it, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh. It's like when that. Ray would try and do the six one nine with the post, and like one out of five times he might get it. Oh, oh yeah, WrestleMania. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Be right with you, Randy. So interesting note about this match, real quick. So one of our biggest fans, like I love this guy to death because he's been with us since the very beginning. You've seen him, Lee Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Lee wrote in about this specifically, telling us that um, his friend Mark. Mm. Try to get him to get into this era of WCW. He Mm -hmm. wasn't watching this era of WCW at the time. Oh, while it was going on? Mm -hmm. Right. 
Was he a was Lee a WWF guy? I, I think so. He didn't specify. I okay. assume he was. He will tweet us and clarify. So please do. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to get him into this era of WCW by watching this match. Now, Grant, his friend is visiting him in Australia, so his friend is in a foreign country. Lee got so pissed. <laughs> he got so pissed watching this match that he nearly kicked Mark out of his house and let, like, just left him to his own devices in Australia. <laughs> what? That's a reaction, folks. This match? It's yes. not that bad. Yeah, he hated it. Well, really? I invite, I please it, elaborate well, for us. I if love. If you compare it with the ladder <laughs> matches that we'd seen in WWF at the time, yeah, it's not nearly as good. Mm-hmm. But for, I, I guess I could see that because if if you've been watching it like we have, oh god, this, this is a pretty good match. Yeah, because the last couple papers you've had these weird the MIA and the FA and <laughs> the, the, the FA, yeah, SA, yeah, the filthy animals. Oh, I got you. Yeah, that was a hard one, wasn't it? Well, I didn't know that they abbreviated. Hashtag. What was that again? Nipple cutouts. Is there a hashtag? Yeah. All right. So. This match concludes as so as we saw they get the, the recording contract and the gold record. Three count just rules the world. They do. Uh, cool thing is when we talk about that sweet spot where oh. Tank catches the the gold record out of the thin air, he goes on to protect that yes. for a good bit of the match. I thought there's that thing la- was going bust. Yeah, yeah there's so a ladder hard. spot coming, and it looks like and he holds the gold record in the air and takes the ladder to the face, which have been great. But then when it gets to the point that for no reason he also throws. Shane Helms off the ladder. He just says, fuck it, and throws the thing. I thought for a second, I'd forgotten. I was like, are we going to get Tank, go back to Tank, and start punching all six of them? No. He wants that record. Must have been pretty pissed when I wrote this, but I put ladder match with tags, dot, 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 because WCW. (laughs) Uh, I loved the double doomsday device spot. Yes, that was so cool because that could easily go so wrong. Yeah, and but they and with the ladder in the middle of the ring, how small WCW rings are, that was great. Tony Schiavone made up a new word that I'd never heard before. <laughs> he called it sadistical. Sadistical. <laughs> yeah. Those are my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> this is a sadistical match. A, a what? He came with the orange creams. <laughs> it's a tiger shark. <laughs> um. Got a license plate, Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this match overall, I had a good time with it. Yeah, I, uh, it's a decent opener. The considering, work rate's good. Yeah. Uh, Tank Abbott is the most entertaining I've and, ever seen. And I, I think some people may argue it, it it may be the most entertaining match of the night. It is. Uh, I'll say right now, it's the best match. It's my favorite match on the card. Mm, getting it out of the way early. Yeah, just, it's just, yeah, I don't want to amp up anyone's expectations for the demon match. You know? <laughs> I hope you really like Wait, that one. It's a new... I mean, piss break is too long of a metaphor yeah. to describe. Oh, <laughs> oh, you don't even have time. I, no. I can't even blow my nose. So we head to the back, to mm. the cat's office. Mm. That's It's the go-to cutaway is the cat. Yeah, it's the it's new Triple always. H Stephanie locker room. The so new, the yeah. filthy animals right, are in right. there. Right, it was going on at the same time. Filthy animals are in there, and they want to talk business about the tag team title. So they're not in this match, and we're going to talk about why in a minute, because there's... Don't some... follow it. <laughs> yeah. They want to ref the match later. All of them. All of them. All of them. All of them. <laughs> they all brought their shirts. Except so, one. And so they want to ref the match later, and then get a title match on Nitro against whoever comes out the victors here tonight. So I, I say, so far that's pretty sound storytelling. Not Execution, bad. And, not. and the other half of that is they're going to help the cat overcome his match, which uh, we're about to see, right? Which we're about to see. And, right. Um, I guess the point across the best part of this whole thing is when the, is when Disco 
tries to sound hip and it's horrible. Uh, and, yeah. Just go get the hell out of my just house. Get, it's so <laughs> good. <laughs> it's all the time. So Movie, I mean, like, it's funny to watch Disco get shut down. Hoovy's like got his fist out there. Cat just leaves him hanging forever. They finally just, oh yeah, here. And it's like when Ray's in his face, I was like, oh, poor Hoovy. Mm. So that's what's up next. The cat is facing the great Muda. Now, mm. let's first off. Is this first time we've seen the cat wrestle? Mm, Has no. he wrestled on the show? He was supposed to. You know, he, technically, he had a match, was it with Mike Awesome? And someone someone attacked him. And then he Oh, Scott the Steiner. Scott oh, no, Steiner no, no, attacked no. him. Yeah. That was a stampede. Or wait, no, no, it wasn't Scott Steiner, though. It was, um, it was Bam Bam. Bam Bam. It was Bam right. Bam. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right, so this great Muda fellow, we clearly know with this name. We've heard of this guy over mm-hmm. the years, but we need some elaboration. We need some help. We're reaching across the ocean back to the old world. Martin Dixon of Wrestling in the Clinton Years is going to help us out. Who the hell is this great Muda? Rich, full-bodied <laughs> wine, sensibly priced at a dollar a jug. Now, for a little magic, I will make this jug disappear. So let's get started with a write-up of just who this great Muta guy is and why you should care if you don't already. Um, He started wrestling in 1984 under his real name of Keiji Muto um, and debuted for New Japan Pro Wrestling alongside uh, Masahiro Chono, who we'll go back to later. Um, As is the custom with New Japan Pro Wrestling, it sends its young prospects overseas for seasoning in European and American markets and uh, Muto found himself bouncing around um, Florida, world-class championship wrestling, and even Puerto Rico in the late 80s before, in 1989, he found himself involved with the NWA, the wrestling promotion, not the rap group. Um, and it was there that he was given his most famous ring name of the Great Muta. Um, originally designed and billed as the son of the Great Kabuki, um, a very similar wrestler who had terrorised uh, American wrestling years before, um, with face paint and spraying mist into his opponent's eyes. Um, very, very stereotypical oriental but very very cool nonetheless um muta would feud with anyone who was anyone in the nwa on anderson for the tv title uh, sting rick flair lex luger you name it he fought them um, but in 1990 he took his leave and went back to new japan to cash in on his new fame and skills and uh, personas um, throughout the 90s he would flip between wrestling as keji muto and the great muta um, just as and when he wanted, when he needed a change. Um, in 1993, he famously fought Hulk Hogan as Great Muta when he was the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Um, this match was preceded by an amazing promo, which Hogan shits all over the World Wrestling Federation and the World Wrestling Federation title, calling it a trinket. Let us not forget that Hogan was the WWF Champion at the time. Um, this was prior to him losing the belt to Yokozuna at King of the Ring 1993. Um, but, as we found out, that isn't the most embarrassing thing Hogan will ever say on videotape. Um, in 1996, Keiji Muto became uh, first an opponent, but then member of NWO Japan, um, which was a way of coming full circle, given that WCW had borrowed the NWO concept from New Japan, so it, only, it was only fitting that New Japan had its own NWO offshoot. Um, he would appear in WCW alongside fellow NWO member Masahiro Shono, that man again, um, in 1997, but again then disappeared back into New Japan um, to continue his success, both winning and losing the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Um, as part of the NWO Japan's successor team 2000, he would lose the IWGP belt in early 2000, and then feeling that he was growing stagnant and feeling that fans were burning out on him, he, um, he t- took a, a chance to 
uh, cash in his fame one more time and headed west. Uh, and this is where we come to Muto now, as he found himself in Vince Russo's WCW as part of the Dark Carnival alongside Vampiro. Um, the man is a very, very interesting man, and the two minutes or so I'm doing here can't do him justice. So if you can, look up all you can of Keiji Muto, because I am a huge, huge Muto fan. Um, and I love the opportunity to reel off some basic stats about the man. Um, as always, as in these invasions, I'm Martin Dixon. I've not got a lot of time before they cut me off once more, but I will say you can follow me on Twitter, at BunnySuicida, and I'd better get out of here before they catch me. Oh, God damn. You got hot about it again? Yeah, See, at least someone else knows <laughs> how I've been I all damn polite about it. That's right, to, to get cut off and abused by these two. Thank you, Martin. Uh, this is our livelihood. My, hey, man, this is how I make my living. <laughs> <laughs> I just stole my balls. I was like, hell no. <laughs> I, I ain't coming. Well, so, you know, those are good people filming Redneck Island, but God. <laughs> the, so we know about this great mood. Of, now how the hell did we get to this match? So the cat, still commissioner of WCW, routinely would... Im- Routinely embarrassed and, and um, confused more, or diffused more sneak attacks by the young dragons. This is they still keep doing the bit. It actually evolves to a time where he finally is like, "Hey guys, not now. Can you do? Can we do this in a little bit?" He actually has moments where like they still try to sneak up on him. That's kind of funny. And he says at one point he refers to him as, and people are like, "Oh, aren't you mad?" I was like, "Oh no, they're my friends." Like mm-hmm. he refers to them as. Is his it friends. a pink Panther So it's Joe? it's. It's rather comedic. So we talked about, though, like with uh, the Young Dragons and Three Count, the cat, in the midst of this, ends up eating the mist of the Great Muda. <laughs> Oops. Because every Asian wrestler has green mist. Of oh, them, right? all, you didn't know right? all Asians eat green mist. So Muda would have, a, like, so there ends up being a moment on, um, on the July 24th Nitro where there's Muda in the ring and Vampiro, and they have, like, a... A moment, so to speak. They really do. I'm serious. They you're touch. Weird. They touch, and it's like, oh, oh, oh now you're one of me now. It's supernatural. And so, you, you can guess, you can guess <laughs> what happens next? If the, the cat's in the ring, they Uh-oh. just they beat the hell out of them. It's like the. So why not have a match? Oh god. I love. Wait. So, so we're saying Vampiro is infectious. It, it would appear to be because he he threw Dale Torbert. He's a body <laughs> <laughs> the juggalo shit's just like, ah. I'm going to absorb your push. They're already here! <laughs> What's funny is he's absorbing everybody's push, and he realizes there's not much of a push that they had to begin <laughs> he's with. absorbing so. the wrong people. <laughs> Alex Wright ain't going to get it done. Well, he's like the mummy in uh, Bubba Hotep. It's like, it needs life force, but it can only get off old people, so it's not going to last long. Something's wrong with my pecker. Ray Muda gets some shit generic music. Oh my god, and, he does. And again, I have drum. no idea if this is the actual music he had or if this is WWE Network covering up. It didn't Can't have tell. the cliche overlay. You know, some, like you can kind of tell it just doesn't fit. Not just in tone. It's but. not. Yeah, WWF would go. It's not Asian enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where's the, where's the yowling and the dragon roar? Yeah, yeah. Where's all that stereotypical crap that we give our Asian stereotypes? Can, can we right? superimpose a takeout box in his hand as he walks through the ring, please? <laughs> Yokozuna's thing. You guys notice immediately the bald spot? Jeez. Yeah, what is God, up with dang. that? Poor guy. Because Vampiro. Vampiro. What the fuck, me? Um, the cat keeps going for his hair, and I'm like, oh, he, he, he's gonna like end up like Mo trying to grab Curly. Well, it's like he gave Sting his ball spot when he moved on. This is an interesting match. A cat, by the way, gets huge pops. I I kind of like this match too. It's it, it's interesting yeah. because it's really like it it builds towards their backgrounds of being 
martial artist in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just really neat. And I forgot about Cat's finishing move, which I used to be a fan of. Like yeah. that was a good setup move. Is it the feet liner? The fe- Yeah. <laughs> I think is what it's called. You got it in wrestling. Feline bag. <laughs> <laughs> the, your finishing move is just like hey, your na- Yeah. Your nickname with a the and an ER at the end of it. The feline. The feline. The, the franchise. The franchiser. The uh, the well, flatliner. The buff block. Well, it's buster. like it's like every big guy if they have a power bomb just well no no take out power and put their name right Frankensteiner. Yeah. Yeah. Swagger bash. I remember like I love the lack of creativity with some of the wrestlers like with Mike Awesome in particular. It's the awesome bomb. Well, the but, awesome splash. Uh, or Batista the bomb. The Batista bomb. Like, well, no, 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 Vader bomb. A Vader which wasn't even a. A power bomb. It was his. Well, he ended up having one. Well, well, right. They would, I, I but don't know if WWF, they would call his Vader bomb his little like his bounce oh, on the road. Look out below. It became the swagger bomb. The swagger yeah. bomb. God damn, that's a damn good finisher. Shit. But it never pinned the swagger, person. You're only like 240 pounds. I didn't expect you to three pounds. You ain't a fat fuck like that piece of shit. <laughs> man, I remember when Vader killed Gorilla Monsoon. Man, I was there. <laughs> Listen, you guys are hurting my memories of Vader and, and Sid with Harley Race as their manager. Oh, well, Vader! I just like I love WCW I love Ryan. Vader taking the glass off and his face is beat the shit by Kane to like. Right. Ugh. Well, Kane killed him. And then, uh, and the, no way the best promo ever after a match. I'm a big piece. I'm a big fat piece of shit. <laughs> and then Jim Ross. Well. <laughs> there's, there's not even an apology statement. We're live, fella. <laughs> Vader's obviously a little frustrated. <laughs> you remember Hitman Hart? Like watching Hitman Hart and Brett's talking about Vader and Vader's like unbuckling his laces and he's like, oh yeah, Leon. Yeah, he's. <laughs> yeah, Leon. Uh, yeah, he's got stock in like lots, lots of car departments and uh, he's a real estate agent. And just imagining like. Some of these wrestlers would meet with these other jobs, and you're like, there's no way. Pythagorean theorem, it's easy. A squared plus B squared equals C squared hypotenuse. Boom! <laughs> Get my calculator out. All right, so back on track with this. Um, again, <laughs> wow. We get, they, they trade off the martial arts back and forth. The, mm-hmm. the turning point happens half about, what, about five minutes in is when Ty- Tigris yeah. comes out? Who is a right. part of the Filthy Animals, by the way. We, the we, F.A. Yeah, the F.A. Thank you, Yeah, hashtag. What was that again? Uh, what was that again? Uh, hashtag there nipple cutouts. Okay. Okay. So, For drink me. every time you hear it. Tigris is coming up because, of course, this is all part of, you know, this the is how The agreement. Yeah, mm-hmm. the agreement here. So, what does Tigris do? Jesus. <laughs> what a move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she hit him with uh, the... Call that the sexual frustration bomb? I don't know. She barely touched him any. Didn't it, didn't it work? It worked out so perfectly with the green mist because like Cat was like, I'm gonna pull Mickey J over here. Yeah, poor Mickey J. Yeah. The referees eat it tonight. Oh like, man. badly. Yeah, I mean, poor and poor Mickey J. The Tim White of WCW. <laughs> but yeah, she comes off the top rope with a chair. Yep. That just that just wrecks. Right on the ball spot. Right on the ball <laughs> That's his weak point. If he was a boss in a video game, you'd have to hit Muda in the flashing ball spot. Leads to uh, Cat hitting the feliner for the win. Pretty solid. It's a feliner. God damn. That hurt. That, that move just sounds like a two count. <laughs> it's the, it should be the broski boot. Well, he hits the feliner. 36 30 seconds later, he's going to lead losing. Uh, this is six forty-seven. Okay, I mean, didn't last, then it didn't oversay its welcome. No, which is one of those like, oh, you're wonderfully mediocre kind of <laughs> reviews of a it. solid five out of ten. <laughs> Muda is definitely a team player. 
<laughs> what I love about my uh, my computer, it always autocorrects Buff Bagwell, and I this is one I didn't catch. So in the, it says in the back, Bagel walks in. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Charlie, gets Charlie Green missed in his nose. He Green missed in his nose. <laughs> Quick! Someone call his expert. No! No! Bagel. Buff Bagel. Fantastic with cream cheese, peanut butter, or jelly. <laughs> and I like peanut butter cups. <laughs> and, and let's not even, my computer hates when I type Vampiro in there. No. It's like, no. It just <laughs> blue screen the dead. Did you mean to put a Y in there? <laughs> Maybe in WWF I will. <laughs> that fucking, that, that, that goddamn staple keeps coming past me. Are you, looks like you're writing a letter. Well, no damn shit. <laughs> <laughs> Take looks, like right you're trying to the, looks like you're trying to invoke the pack with Satan. Would you like some help? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, bagel. Man. He's in the back with a cord in his hand. He's really determined <laughs> as he's walking through there. He's trying to set the ring up. Why is he determined? Because this may be. Uh, we already, like, funny enough, in the build to one of our matches, we got probably the most infamous match in WCW history. This one's probably right up there because it's a Judy Bagel on a bull <laughs> Judy Bagel. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Bagel on a bull. <laughs> let me let this breathe for a second. <laughs> While Charlie vomits, apparently, and his jaw hurts. Do you work a long shift at the truck stop? Why you hold your jaw, man? Mm. Jay. Goddamn. Goddamn. It's real. So it is It is a Judy Bagwell on a pole match mm-hmm. between Buff Bagwell and... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to get to this because it, this is the funniest fucking build to write about how Positively Canyon got to this point. Yes. So here we go. Canyon, 14 years ahead of his time, makes it a point to Canyon cut... An, oh, Anytime I wrote Canyon, by the way, it was Canyon. It just. <laughs> Canyon. You cannot keep doing <laughs> He can run pretty fast. But, but he is Canyon cutting everybody. Canyon, the canyon cutter. I'm going to get you faster, too. All right, so. Oh, no. Look at you, you little bastard. <laughs> Canyon cutting to America. <laughs> hop on one leg. Judy Bag will bark like a dog. All right, so things took an interesting turn on yeah. the July 12th Thunder when Buff Bagwell and his mother and his mother Judy Bagwell arrived over an hour late to the show. Well, that doesn't seem out of the ordinary. <laughs> Buff in a rush. A total rush. Maybe it was the traffic out on Fairview that he got stuck in. <laughs> oh, Fairview. <laughs> he was out in the province. Buff in a rush. Leaves his mom in the car, which then leaves... Did he blow the windows down? Which led to Canyon sneaking up and saying, Oh, I'll show you around. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yes, as, as we come back from break, our fears were confirmed. Judy Bagwell had been canyon cut out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) And was now immediately in a neck brace. (laughs) (laughs) Bunch! Which, by the way, he won't stop doing that apparently in his promos either. So, Buff would exact some revenge 
on that same show by interfering in Canyon's match against Jeff Jarrett for a world title shot. Why would you do that on the night you have a world title shot? I'm going to go mess with Bagwell's mother. I'm going to fight and win the title. Because nothing. He'll be too busy. Hell, have you, you seen Royal Rumble 90? Piper did it. IC belt. Could win the world. It's another show. On Tuesday, on a special Tuesday Nitro... <laughs> <laughs> really doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> that, that, that one is Tuesday Night Nitro to go back to one Charlie's old pet peeves. Canyon was facing Mike Awesome in the U.S. title tournament when Buff and Judy Bagel, as it didn't catch this one either, interfered and cost him in the match. Canyon returned the favor with the help of Smooth, who is another kind of so face. Like slick? No, Smooth is it, it well you'll we'll run into him I think a little bit later. He's a jacked up dude that's running around out there. Not quite on the level of he's actually gonna have a match, but he's around. So his name is Smooth. He's a big dude. All right, it'll it'll, they take, must it'll work itself out. <laughs> or it won't. We may never see So uh, enlisting the help of Smooth, Canyon was able to distract Buff's brother John. <laughs> to allow Canyon to once again Canyon cut Judy Badwell. <laughs> It cost Buff his match in the U.S. title tournament. So then, all right, one day on, I love this, on the July 19th Thunder, which was one day later. (laughs) (laughs) They probably did a 20-minute recap. They probably just changed the set. Canyon would sneak into a, he would sneak into a Storm Mike Awesome segment that we'll talk about later, and size up another fat woman for a canyon cutter. Oh, no. Not Mighty Heidi. <laughs> Bagwell interfered, and the brawling continued, so we didn't get it. So he's on a fat chick rampage? Oh, he's just on anyone he can canyon cut. Yeah. Uh, it's great. I love this he's move. <laughs> he's like the worst junior high school student. So this, this episode of Thunder, he would canyon cut two more people out of nowhere, including a ring crew member and Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> Okay, fine. Judy would be a force of. You <laughs> didn't even say. I'm gonna say. All right. Did you mean to read it? For <laughs> no, 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 no. Wrote this. I, I, you, I did. <laughs> Judy would be a force of nature on Thunder, throwing her way around with the cat and her son. She would, God help us, face Canyon on Thunder. Canyon would try to have Judy back out, back out of the match, but she slaps him. Kenyon <laughs> threatened to break her. Threatened. <laughs> Threatened to break her neck, but instead got Buff to agree to a match where Judy would be on the line. And if Canyon won, she would become his new Kimberly. God, I wish I could see that entrance. Nope. (laughs) Canyon would then Canyon cut her anyway. And then, and then he would then he would also canyon cut a security guard before he exited in his car. Sounds amazing. As it's written, he drives out of the arena. Stops, reverses, comes back into the arena, goes out, Kenny cuts the guy, and then leaves. Oh, I forgot something. (laughs) That that is so good. Now, here's the thing is that a little stone coldy? I'm not even done yet. Holy shit. <laughs> On Monday, July 31st, Canyon would try to Canyon cut Pamela. Oh, not Pamela. But get stopped by a flailing, distracting mean gene. I'm serious. Like, it's Lawrence. Jurassic slap <laughs> That's the image I get his mean gene just walking in doing. I'm a distraction. I'm a distraction. So, of course, what happens? Mean gene eats the canyon cutters. Oh, he put the dip in his head. <laughs> My wife gave me a kidney. Holy shit! 
That's the line. Oh, <laughs> you went over it. Oh. All right, so on the 8-9 Thunder, this feud would absorb none the other... The 8-9 Thunder, the new map? Yes. <laughs> on the 8-9 Thunder, this feud would absorb none other than Mark Madden. Who would tag with Canyon against Mean Gene and Buff Bagwell? Oh. <laughs> and yes, the hot tag ends up being Mark Madden and Gene Okerlund, <laughs> which Tony called. <laughs> the match ended, of course, with Madden taking a Buff Blockbuster, which is an. Um, How did that look? <laughs> I can't. I have to find that. Please, someone. Okay. Right out of that Hawaiian shirt. So that is how we got here. here. Was that fun or what Man. to just go through? Now, I like how they, 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 they show brought up um, <clears throat> Mighty Heidi, whatever her name was. They, they referred to as Mighty Heidi. And they even joke when Judy's on her way out up in the elevator. They're like, well, thank God she's not up here. Is Mike Awesome going to come up and look up her skirt? Oh, Like, they're yep. really playing on still the Mike Awesome likes fat chicks. Right. I like a little character. But a little weird. But we, at least it's consistent. Very, very quickly, though, we get a... Um, uh, a changeup in this match because right away Judy Bagwell, <laughs> Judy is wheeled out by Canyon on the forklift on a forklift. I'm sorry, and parked at ringside. So now Canyon has a mic and he cuts an awesome DDP promo. It's great. No, I want to bring up something real quick. When Canyon comes out, WWE Network version, he comes out to Faker Nirvana. Don't understand. Last pay per view, he came out to. Fake well, there's Nirvana. some mu- There's a couple of music gaps. This. What is going on here? Maybe somebody didn't catch it. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, well, there's also a fuck you Vince sign yes. in the crowd, and I was like, uh, <laughs> they missed that one because they, they have no problem blurring out certain signs <laughs> right. on right. network. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I have no We're clue. We're probably ruining it. Someone was like, was like, holy shit, I didn't do my job. Oh, God. Oh, don't change anymore. <laughs> don't. <laughs> So this is at the point where Buff realizes what's going on and runs to the ring. And he tries to lower it. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, has he ever operated a forklift before? He, he needs he knows what to come tell him. Yeah. <laughs> he pick up Judy back and a quarter. Yeah. Match starts on the outside. Get a brawl through the crowd uh, before we officially get underway in the ring. Canyon breaks out of his uh, usual... I was also confused. I was like, do they have to... If you lower her, you win? Or I, I, I didn't realize you actually had to... Just pin the other guy or make him submit. Yeah, to I didn't know that. Then that technically they're not. It's just like any other valet services. They're just there. Yeah, right. right. Um, I do love a great second rope Russian leg sweep from Canyon. Very cool. He does his awesome set out Alabama slam love it. too. Really good moves, of course. Very clean wrestler, like mm-hmm. in the vein of like Randy Orton. Like yeah. Randy Orton's very smooth. Very and clean. I mean, we as we saw in the build, like Randy Orton is is pretty much, uh, or the Canyon, we should say, is Randy Orton Prime. Yeah, yeah he is. He is. I mean, it's a hundred percent the same build in a lot of ways to a lot of his matches. But anyway, um, got a nice surprise. Yeah, we yeah. did well. Bef- Canyon Canyon hits his uh, famous Canyon cutter, <laughs> but only gets two. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Faker Nirvana music hits again. What? And then, uh, not the first time the crowd is going to get disappointed. Yeah. But, uh, no, yep. no, it's not DDP. No, Don't he's no. Who is Canada. it? <laughs> it's David Arquette. The, the In blonde hair. And a lot of red. Who clearly? What was he shooting? He's got. Oh, it's got to be C Spot Run. Yeah, because that's, that's the movie he's got blonde hair in. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Clearly, he doesn't remember that he's a heel and he starts high fiving fans. That's smart. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> well, Idiot. I mean, I, I, at this point, though, was a matter. He um, he waffles Buff with a construction helmet. Oh my god! Oh, and, and it and it hurts him. 
Like, it actually knocks him down for, like, a, a two and three quarter yeah. count. Well, they keep talking about Buff's bad neck. But and he hits him, like, right at the base I, I, of his Isn't it funny? Buff's neck becomes a thing when he's a face, when he's a heel. Oh, I've never right. talked about. Because no. there, there's I, only one way to make him sim- give sympathy for the forward. I do like Judy yelling Marcus. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it, we're like going to get into some other things Judy was yelling, apparently, oh, okay. based on a live old. account that we're going to get into, which is really good. Um, so, Canyon, um, as we said, the, the helmet only gets him a two count. Buff then. Helmet for two. What a great sentence. That helmet only got him a two count. <laughs> Damn it. Buff ends up hitting a. I, I he mean, nails Canyon. Yeah. But, but did you notice that Canyon had to drag Arquette into the yeah. into the move? Yeah. That was awesome. Setup time. Yeah, okay. oh. The double block, blockbuster. We gotta take the blockbuster. <laughs> God. Jesus. But nevertheless, this one ends. How much time? Six forty-five. Again, not too long. Buff gets the win. He frees his mom. Oh, thank heavens. <laughs> not a bad match. It's funny because this is looked at as one of the low points of this timeline. Just because just of the because stiff. Of the, just because of the stiff. Right. But the match itself is not bad. Right. Which is Canyon. I mean, mm-hmm. He's so reliable. Yeah, because it's the best Buff looked. Oh, he makes Buff look good. <laughs> I love this. So in, in, This fits him so beautifully. He poses with Arquette afterwards. And then he eats a candy cutter <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. And to Arquette's credit, he takes he a took, good bump. He, mm-hmm. t- he took the bump better than Charles Robinson. Or, no, I'm sorry, David Flair back at Halloween House. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to take it. You're going to take it again. Take the diamond cutter. Take the Outside the arena, the cops arrive, escorting the triple crown champion. Oh, my God. I am so excited. Yes. Because I was a huge... And- Lance Storm <clears throat> fan at the time. Yeah. And I still am from his ECW days. Huge mm-hmm. fanfare outside. The Everything is erupting inside, outside. Everybody's excited. The purple Com- fucking limo. Yeah. Commentators talk about a um, they talk about a little development in the three-way dance later. Care to elaborate? Is it Goldberg? Yes. What, what, what happened Goldberg? to Goldberg? <laughs> he got a motorcycle accident. Yes. Sturgis plays a part, isn't it? Man, we didn't get our pay-per-view. Man, help! <laughs> I thought the pay-per-view was in Sturgis. That's where it was last year. Where's the hard cam? (laughs) (laughs) It's not here. Took a hard right. Got roughed up. God. So apparently Goldberg is injured, and there is doubt as to whether or not he will show up. A lot of doubt, which means there's no doubt. So, (laughs) up next, it is an epic four-way match. Oh, we got for the world tag here. team mm-hmm. titles. Mm-hmm. We have in one corner Chronic, mm-hmm. and the other corner representing the Misfits in action, Corporal Cajun and General Rection. Boo! And the other corner uh, here's Bland on a stick for you. Well, what, how did uh, Conan <laughs> refer to him? Mark Jindrak and Sean O'Hare. What do you? Uh, he referred to him as Team White Bread. No, actually, he just Wonder said White Bread. Bread. Did he say Wonder Bread? I think he said Wonder Bread. Yeah. See, I always thought. I always thought Sean O'Hare was like a roidy Brendan Fraser. <laughs> he always looked like Brendan Fraser to me, but uh, I always liked Sean O'Hare. He, they really missed out later Encino on with that. Jobber. What? Encino Jobber. What? Encino Jobber. He's Jindrak. I mean, the only cool thing about him is his name. Yeah. Uh, because you're yeah. expected, like, man, this guy was he? Where's Mark he from? Jindrak. Uh, Omaha. Where <laughs> he is? He's just like normal white dude. He's Round- like they're not Mexican. They're not Italian. They're just white and boring. Rounding it out in the fourth corner, the Perfect event. 
They're still around. This is you figure this would have folded already, but no, Chuck. I'm sorry, yeah, Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak. Yeah, and uh, the Filthy Animals are there too. And who's representing their team? Well, they're not in the match. No, they're not in the match. They're they're not in the match. No, this is they're the, the refs. Oh, this that's is the right. Eighty million they're the refs. They're the refs. Yeah. So how did we get here? All right. So on the July 10th Nitro, Chronic, the newly crowned champions, took on the MIA, which this time it was Hugh Morris and Lash LaRue in their parts, of course, with the Filthy Animals at ringside and on commentary. Chronic went over with their devastating version of the Doomsday Device, but in the midst, Jindrak and O'Hare took out the Filthy Animals while the perfect event ran in on Chronic. It was just an all-hell broke loose. So, to help solidify this, this circle of death that this match is on the July 12th Thunder, the perfect event tried to corner major guns in a corner. <laughs> Corner, corner and a corner. They did. They did. They tried a corner, and ha- they gave her the Lex Flexor. I bet they did. Yes, they did, and she responded by giving them Low both. blows. Yep. They, of course. She, she crotched both of them. The July twenty fourth Nitro was a big one when all said teams, Sans Chronic, were put into a caged heat match, where the last team left, who had not escaped, or had a member of their team escape, I should say, would lose their spot. At the New Blood Rising pay per view. That's a little step heavy. Because you can't have five corners. No, you can't. You true. can't have you five corners. Can you're in TNA. Yeah, that's that's right. right. Then Hulk Hogan will come there and be like, what the fuck is what this? What is this, brother? Stupid is what this is. Have you seen my tape? <laughs> I can't find it. <laughs> brother. This match was a complete cluster that caused even Tony Schiavone to say, we are completely lost. <laughs> I got a question. So it was a cage heat match. So they have to just sit and watch like late night Cinemax? Is that like a Cage Inferno match? So that's, remember, Cage Team was their rendition of the Hell in a Cell. Oh, Jesus. The object here was, again, if you're the last guy left in your team, you're out of the pay-per-view, man. You're not, you don't get to well, come to Canada. Sense, so you got to escape. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Except, like, you had all these spots, like, why are they doing that? Why would you be doing that in this type of match? There's a lot of that. I'm not, I didn't why, even write them all down. The thing is, you're guaranteed, here's the thing is, yeah, you would be stupid to just not let both of you stay in there and beat the teetotal shit out of somebody, and then both of you leave. I mean, because even if you're last, well, the, you're... That's what doesn't make sense. Like, I don't understand why you you have the option of tagging in somebody from another team right. when <clears throat> you can just treat it like a regular tag match and just keep the the, the other guy yeah. that's fresh. Shivani yeah. calls... He mentioned Oh, that. he does. Yeah. yeah. It's um, actually logic. It, it, it was only like a... It looked like on the Thunder. It was on the 8-9 Thunder. Oh. We were just... Scott Hudson, he he has a great call. We may end up with one MIA member against another MIA member. And I'm like, just tag out. <laughs> no, just why, tag would out. why would you not, though? If if, if we're, we're on the same team, I pin you, yeah. we win the belt. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, sure. It makes just as much sense as why they would fight each I other. I told him about the fast count. I mean, you know, <laughs> Nick Patrick, they told him. You know, <laughs> do a normal count. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here tonight. I'm not doing I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, not going to be coming. No, I refuse to come here. Fucking better things to do. Better things to do. I gotta go film lonesome. What do you have to do? You gotta go lonesome dough. Lonesome dough. Go, go catch a double feature. Yeah. Double and double indemnity in Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go see Keeping the Faith. <laughs> have you seen the Preacher's Wife? Have you ever seen it? I got confused. I get confused all the time with Fallen. Fallen. I like. So, 
Um, of course, if, it, if, if you guys notice, the filthy animals have their tag belts, by the yep. way. Yeah, they stole them on that's the 899. Once again, more people just keep stealing belts. Mm-hmm. But at least they don't proclaim them the champs in the the tags that sometimes they'll mess up and do. I'm not going to... So, all the filthy animals come out in their shirts. Disco Inferno is going to be the... Um, He's going to be the mat, the referee on the inside. Yep. The rest of them are going to be on the outside. Conan is going to be Very on commentary. Talent on, on Jesus. The, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. This mat. Did you guys notice the kid in the front row flipping off the, the camera at this? Right as they're all coming out, like this kid is on his dad's shoulders, like, fuck you! <laughs> I love WCW! <laughs> <laughs> Even the guy in the juggle is like, someone get that kid out of control. Nevertheless. Uh, this match got on my nerves on Badly. multiple fronts. Chuck Palumbo should never do a super kick. No, never. No. And it's great, too, because when he misses the first one, by a mile, and it's kind of sold, uh, Conan goes, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there, One thing I'll give this match, there's a unique strategy that the filthy animals are trying here. If you mm-hmm. notice, like... They're, they want Jindrak and O'Hare to win because they're rookies and they feel like they could easily beat them for the belts. Yeah. It, that part that, was kind that's of that's what I was that, that makes that's a very heel thing. To Sean, do. Sean O'Hare is is really the only good performer I think in this match. Like I'm I'm a big fan of his uh, or was. And you ever do your hair? Oh, be right because he was a uh, yeah he, he was a hairdresser. Yeah, no, he died like thirty minutes from here. Man. Yeah, I know. But, it really is. Yeah, but no, his the way he hits moves, he he can. You know, if he can do a spin kick. Like, I, I really liked his style a lot. Um, and he shines through in the match better than anybody else, I'd say. <laughs> there's there's a great moment, and I think we're going to get to it later. Of course, Disco slow counts chronic and everything they do. Which you, leave, you yeah, that's what I was about to say. Come on, you cat, you asshole. <laughs> I love these guys I so much. I, I want to see him fight the APA. <laughs> so <What's> bad. That? <laughs> that was, there's uh, some good, when you're talking about Conan burying people, uh, they start talking about the uniqueness of Lash LaRue or something and how strange he is. And they said it's like a, somebody says it's like a bad byproduct of inbreeding. And Scott Hudson said, how can inbreeding go right? And then Conan goes, yeah, look at Van Ham. <laughs> <laughs> but there's an important key, like, too, is when Disco gets ready to explain this clusterfuck of rules, he says he'll do it very slowly so the Canadian audience will understand. And then later... Conan defends his slow count, but he's doing it slow so the Canadian audience can understand. It's a nice it's bit. It's not bad. Not bad. It's not bad. Uh, he, he, but he does mm. the slow count so much mm. it, that it makes me wonder if they had a real ref in this match, it would have lasted thirty seconds. Oh Jesus! And that's that's kind of thing that just got annoying. Like the it, filthy it they're they are such an annoying stable. Oh yeah, I've never liked them at any point. And and I, it does make me laugh to see Rey Mysterio as a heel this entire time because. I, I never really. I was never a Ray guy ever at no, any point. Not even like when he first came in with. Not well, even, never that was in WWE. To watch, but it wasn't that. Yeah, that's why. Like I, I'll admit, like that was one of those on the WWE Network. Like you know when those WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania rewinds was mm-hmm. on there. That was when I was like, oh, I don't need to see that. When one he right won away. the title. Yeah, I was like. I don't need to see that one right it's away. It's not memorable. It's no. uh, it's more memorable that he won the Rumble. Right. Mm-hmm. The Rumble is that part I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so where's this thing head? Eventually, Lieutenant Loco, <laughs> another wrestler who doesn't know how to put on a referee shirt. No. Nope. <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> takes out Disco Inferno, takes his shirt, and then makes the count for Chronic. So we do kind of see an alliance with Chronic and the Misfits Chronic. in action. It's just kind of neat. It's kind of neat to see the faces acknowledging faces and heels, etc. What's this that. Carlos thing? Like, did you catch that? Yeah, he called Conan his real name. Oh, is that Conan's real name? I think real name? his real I mean, 
I like how I'm gonna assume, but I mean, it was just out of the blue, and he responded to it. I like how Conan was uh, introduced at the commentary table as the legendary. Yes. Yeah, uh, Conan, and I was like, he's another one of those guys. Really? Like, I wish I liked more in WCW, I but I don't like. I like the Tequila Sunrise. Yeah. Oh, I, he was a fun revenge player because remember yes, he, he was. He had the um, what was his DDT? The Cradle DDT. The Cradle yeah, the DDT. DDT. Yeah, thing was great. I love the Cradle DDT. And I mean, like, yeah, he was entertaining in the Wolfpack. I enjoyed, like, you know, it, it, it always seemed, and it's, yeah, I, it still does. Yeah, well, yeah, the first, crazy. like, Absolutely. 30 to 50 times you heard Viva La Rasa about, oh, about it, you were into it, but right. then mm-hmm. it was like, are you going to change it for the town? Are you gonna... <laughs> I did like how Conan said, we got the ingredients to turn this company around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, oh, man. Which, yes, way, you did. So, you did. You've noticed that the booking has been pretty normal, right? Mm-hmm. You notice that, you know, who's... Gotten a hold of the book and who's helping out with Who? none other than People Power himself, Laurenitis. Laurenitis. Laurenitis is in at this point, so that's why even in these builds you're seeing like even though the matches are five minutes, they're having like fairly legitimate outcomes rather than a run in or something like mm-hmm. that. Even with Lieutenant Loco or whatever, you know, it's not it's not supremely overbooked. It's booked pretty well. It, it makes it's sense. not a great match by any means. Yeah. It's you know twelve minutes and you know it felt a lot this longer. Was twelve minutes. Yeah, it yeah. felt a lot. It felt longer. like it was his own fucking pay per view. Not bad, not good. Yeah. Backstage, Pamela talks with Mayhem Jeff Jarrett. We're on the slap count. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She tries to get a little smart with him. You she's know? trying to get smart with everybody. And I don't blame her, kind of, yeah. because yeah, she's been treated they, like they a female. Yeah. 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 So, but where's Jurassic slap ass? And- he, the man with the stroke will have none of it, and he berates her immediately. Jarrett says Booker is going to need eyes in the back of his head because the title... He's coming back with him. It's pretty standard Jarrett promo, to be honest. Yeah, it's the same old stuff. Yeah. You could take any one of these promos and put it on another show uh, yeah. behind another match, yeah. and it'd be the same thing. And insert a different like, name. Like, this is why the, the, these last couple of pay-per-views have reminded me of what I didn't like about Jeff Jarrett to begin right, with. Right, right. I agree. Because, like, the first part of 99 when we saw him, up through kind of sold out, like, we were really on Yeah, board. I liked and, him. And it's been since then, like, it has gradually, like... Diminished. And I think it really hit a very big drop off. Uh, maybe I'd say even after Slamboree, like even right. heading into Bash of the Beach, I was like, man, I'm getting real tired of this guy being all over the main event. Do you yeah. think it's he's one of the people it's more entertaining to watch him try to get something as opposed to have it and then try to get it back? Because it was nice to watch him finally get the title. But then yeah. like, I'm, I, you I'm know, there, there are very few people that I, I think, that, I think, well, I'll just say, I think he, I agree with you. I think you're right. What's he going to say once he has the title? Right. You, you know, it's like as opposed. He to, can't come out challenging, but can't come out challenging. I'm the chosen one. I'm supposed to be the champion. Well, I'm the champion now. Well, I told you I was the chosen one, and then like that, that's it. Yeah, we've got a big rivalry up next. The strap match with <laughs> the strap match really? isn't a strap match. Holy yes, it's smokes! Just there. You want to talk about some some booking? Here we go. Kidman <laughs> in the franchise with now with Tori Wilson, as we saw at Bash at the Beach on the July 10th Nitro. Billy Kidman took on Jeff Jarrett in a match that seemed to indicate Kidman was getting back in the main event picture. During the match, Tory, along with Shane Douglas, came out and distracted Kidman, which led to a low blow and a DDT on the outside by Douglas, giving Jarrett the win. The two would square off on a Tuesday Nitro in the U.S. title tournament. Tory would, of course, interfere and create the win for Douglas. Kidman would then return the favor by interfering in Douglas's match with Lance Storm. So we see they're going back and forth. On the July 19th Thunder, Douglas and Tory would have an in-ring segment about which uh, Tory turns on, um, let's see, about what, yeah, okay. Uh, 
it's this weird, I wrote this and I was trying to find the best way to write it, but it has to do like it's this weird like innuendo promo where she talks about how she likes guys who lift weights. And um Douglas likes to join in on it. It's it's very creepy to even read. I remember reading just the the promo itself. Definitely mm. didn't copy most of it down. But here's what's um uh Kidman does try to run down. He gets taken out by a dumbbell that Shane Douglas has brought. He brought props. Good for him. He had props. He just didn't grab a flex. You thought there was going to be some interesting subtext because Tori has the opportunity to hit him, and she doesn't. She ends up not slapping him or whatnot. So it's rather rather interesting. But things escalate quickly because on the July 24th Nitro, Kidman reveals that he and Tori had a sex tape. Whoa. And even part of it gets flashed, apparently, on the Turner Trump, which causes Douglas to lose to Mike Awesome. <laughs> he did it in the middle of the match. match. I love it. <laughs> That's pretty brilliant. Kidman comes out on the stage to show off a pair of Tory's underwear. Yep, we're going 16 there. 16 candles. Kidman would again, oh, he would appear later again and say that he has plenty of copy, plenty of copies of the sex tape for everyone, including Mark Madden. Yes, he oh. actually singled out. That Mark Madden has, would have it's a copy. I like how they acknowledge his perversion, too. This, this is great. I love this. This is good production work by them. They cut to the back where the Young Dragons and Kiwi, another one of these guys floating around backstage. Kiwi. The Young Dragons and Kiwi are are busy watching the same stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Brilliant. Douglas Young Dragons. So is this when Jamie Noble's obsession with Tori Wilson starts? He carries later on into WWE. This is the the next sentence. Douglas sacks the video truck with a lot of anger. (laughs) (laughs) Brings the mic with him. (laughs) On the next next Thunder, Shane and Tori would talk about a raunchy sex tape that they had made. And they talk about how they're going to show it to the crowd, except when they go to play it, it's actually a hidden cam of Shane talking about that he has some performance problems. Oh, <laughs> Shane goes ballistic. Kidman laughs about it in the back, and he gets thrown into a metal excuse me a metal door by Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Setting up, you guessed it, a match. Yes, this, <laughs> there's the no strap involved. Match. We would see on the July 31st Nitro the infamous Viagra on a pole match. Oh hmm. yeah, that was on a Nitro. Yep. Yep. That's it. We don't even get to see it. And now, now, one thing that's funny about this match is that Mark Madden it d- does he tries to do like the most comedic thing he can do, and he runs down like this fake history of Viagra on a pole matches. <laughs> he talks about the infamous midget versus midget Viagra on a pole. <laughs> match. All these hilarious. And this things, is a, have you ever seen it? As far as the picture, this is like a Costco Sands Club version of Viagra bottles. Like mm-hmm. it's like almost the size of that juice container. Yeah. And it's just a big label that says Simply Viagra. Viagra. <laughs> there's, there's no, no oh, thank God. And they're like fucking horse pills. They're huge. So I mean if you if you didn't need another layer to this, but which by the way, Shane Douglas won the match. He okay. via interference by Tory Wilson. Well he course. needed it more apparently. So. Billy tried another interesting tactic of revenge on Tory on the eight seven Nitro when he came out and he tried to apologize. And appeared to be making amends with his former girlfriend. Oh. Then he declared the night Tory Wilson Appreciation Night. But then he, he started kind of uh, reminiscing on old times. Like her sweet 16 birthday party. Which he rolls footage of on the Turner Tron. Can you take a guess what her sweet 16 looked like? 
Probably not Goldeneye. <laughs> Very good, sir. <laughs> not badly, though. <laughs> so, what do we see? We see a very large Tori Wilson wolfing down cake <laughs> with her mom. Mike Awesome beats her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy. He just high fives her. When she's 16. No, just Mike Awesome doesn't do anything because she's grossed him now, but he brings her more cake. Go to the prom! <laughs> The segment ends with Reno. Yeah, it's another one of these dudes. It's another one of these guys, a call-up from the power plant, attacks Kidman, leading to Douglas taking off his belt and whipping him with it. Finally. What What a build. Yeah, I was getting nervous with all these talk of sex tapes, how this strap match came about. So, of course, like, why not Douglas picks up the mic to begin this match by berating him once again? <laughs> well, that and... There's a trend going on, and it's one thing when one wrestler does it, but when they all do it, it's just ridiculous. Everyone is going for Canadian heat. Yeah. I agree. I hate, I hate it. I don't like cheap heat very much. This is I so understand cheap. it at times. This is, there's way He's too like much. He's like the fourth guy now. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 and we're not even like an hour into it, the show. See, but here's oh, what's even worse to me at a point. At, at some point, the crowd just needs to be like, no, we're not going to boo this. No. But Canadians are proud people. Uh, a little too proud. According to Shivani. Uh, later on. All right, so um, there's also a sign I saw. The, I directed the Tory Wilson I, sex. <laughs> off to the left. Yeah. So good. Um, it is definitely not the Yappa Pie uh, strap match no. that we got at does, Uncensored. Does Billy yeah. Kidman need this match? No. Who needs this more? I don't even think Shane Douglas uh, yeah. needs this match. No one needs no it. No one needs other this than, match. And, and Tory, and she doesn't need it because. And then Nancy Tori is a prop. Oh yeah, she's been a prop basically. Like the most whole time. women in the era. Yeah, she's yeah. just a prop, and no one needed it. It's just it's just unnecessary. Like none of these guys, you know, they're not going to go on to do anything after this feud is over. No, and this no. isn't what Kidman certainly not what he needs. No, after the Hogan feud. Right, not at all. Yeah, no. He goes from the top guy in WWF to the top guy in ECW. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, six years earlier. Yeah. It's not what he needs. And then, like, well, the same thing for Shane. I mean, yeah, like Shane goes from having a potentially awesome, awesome feud with Flair to Buff, mm-hmm. and then now Kidman. I'm yet to see anything that I like of Shane Douglas. Uh, yeah, in this run, I agree. Like it, it's, it, they're really. I, it's, I, by the way, he's in the he's on that Click documentary that's on network. Oh, is Shane he? Douglas says is. he says the reason. Oh yeah, the reason he left WWF was, according to him, was because he couldn't stand the Click. I remember hearing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He because t- I remember on one of the podcasts, I think it might have been the awesome where he elaborates about like how they were kind of they, they were friends at first. Yeah. Like and then well, he had a he had a program with Razor. Right. That's as right. I recall, and uh, he always gave Razor an F. <laughs> Well, awesome. <laughs> there you have it. Um, so this match, you want to just skip to the end here? I mean, yeah. you can, I mean, pretty much. I mean, like we get. I love that Kidman needs another finish. In well, the, uh, well, the the well, Tori takes a hit. Like Tori takes one of those. She kind of like, takes a hit. Yeah, that's what one of those that? like stereotype. Like, oh no, the ballet is going to get hurt, and she just takes a bump from both of them and then just looks. Stands there like like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I, what exactly was supposed to happen here? And then Vito comes in, and this is the well, surprise. That's after. That's oh. after the attempted murder. Oh, yeah. Oh, the hanging. Of, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's way too Holy much. Shit. I don't like that at all. Yeah, especially like, when Kidman's like, like obviously, hey, Shane, Shane, something's not right. And, like it's right. this actually, in my opinion, eclipses what WWE did at fifteen 
Yes. Oh, big boss man. Yeah. Because you can, like, it's still bad what they did at 15, but you, like, there's an easier way to protect that. Yeah. Shane is actually hanging Billy Kidman. And Shane's a, a strong dude. Right. So, yeah, that's very painful to watch. Vito comes in, gets a, a crowd reaction. Is, yeah. Like, Vito gets chance. He gets a huge. And then here's this Reno cat. And then, and then uh, Scott Hudson has probably, this might be my favorite call of his of the night, the boyfriend of Siren who suffered the effects of Viagra a few mm. weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> like, the thing with what that, when you hear that pop for Vito, and like how they, like, it's one of those things, like, the, and the Canadians generally, typically like, they don't like bullshit right. when it comes to their wrestlers. So it's right. like, they saw something, like, what could have been with... A lot of these dudes, that there was some sort of follow through. Yeah, if they liked them, they liked them. I just, I don't see it. No, but no, I, no, I agree. So this, the time on this one, I think it was at ended up being eight twenty two. Okay. You no, know, not. I, the good thing about a lot of these matches, they don't like time wise go on too long. And I guess they can't afford it. They they do save the time for the match that really matters. That's thankfully. true. That's right. But, the, the Canadian Championship. That's right. That's right. So it cuts to the outside. Yeah, so who's in the parking lot? Booker T's arrived with a very bad-looking limp. We're going to get to why that is in a little while. But as Jeff Jarrett said, now to his credit, he said you're going to need eyes in the back of your head. It's true. He this did. is mayhem. This is yeah. mayhem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He he destroys Booker T in this parking lot. And, and, and those look, shots, geez, they look good. Yeah, oh, they do. Let's put an emphasis on this right now, though, for future reference. It is the right leg of Booker T's that is damaged and the one that Jeff Jarrett's going for at this time. Right. Yeah. So he's going for the right leg. And Booker T's just, ah! Uh, I love Booker T's, like, agony screams, like, because they always sound real. Oh, it's, yeah. remember, remember in, the, in the supermarket? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> I'm going to get you. So sixth match. Here we go. <laughs> so what what is up next? Go ahead. Go ahead. It is the ROTC match. <laughs> and what is wait, so are the oh, notes, are high school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you the notes well, are your notes sticky because the, of the They're sticky, answer. but things are still somewhat readable. Good. It's not because of the ROTC match. No. Hey. Ah. Why would you do that? Bait and hooks, son. <laughs> hey, I'm not the one to spit all over my notes. Kenyon. Uh, we have major major guns versus Miss Hancock in a one-on-one contest. And somehow a mud pit will come into play. We don't know how. Remove all the camo, but there's a mud pit. Apparently, the match, according from what I can tell, the match starts in the ring. You have to remove the the, the clothes to get down to the camo, and only then can you then take your opponent to the mud pit and mm-hmm. then pin them in the mud pit. This is so. And stupid. if there's no clear winner, then it's an all two-legged sack race on alternate Sundays. Yeah, that's yeah. How many stipulations does this thing need? Right, all of them. So all of this is easily the most misogynistic thing I've seen on on, on this podcast yet. Uh, but I will say this: as awful as Major Guns is at moving around the ring, she looks like it's her first day on the job. Yeah, you know, Stacy Keebler, Miss Hancock, man, she makes it work. What about that entrance? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she. What is that this. about? I, it was obviously. <laughs> 
surprised. Like they're like, no, you're gonna this you're gonna match, do this horrible angle, sweetie. Say, this match surprised me. Oh, it was entertaining as hell. I'm, I'm not even talking about the theatrics or anything. They actually like they moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they I mean, break out moves. I mean, this thing could have easily disintegrated to let's go to the pit and just yeah, do that. Let's wrestle around and rip each other's clothes off. No, no, no. We see a lot of interesting things. The crowd yes. is just all in the gutter. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, can God, you blind? Yeah. I know the, the, it's hard. That well, not just that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's just that. That's right. It's the uh, the commentary. Even Shivani. Uh-huh. I mean, Shivani's trying so hard. You know, the conscience of the commentary team. Right. A freaking Mark Madden probably publicly masturbating. I mean, it's just it's just because of the comments. I mean, he's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fapping over Fapping there. Fatty. Good God! <laughs> wow, I was just gonna make that new. You... Oh that man, was awesome! <laughs> the following podcast is rated DVMA. Wipes it up with one of his Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> That's why he's not wearing a suit. Yeah, does a splotch, but oh, it's bad. And um, the camera. Oh, there's a lot of good screen caps. All he purrs out there. Oh yeah, uh, I mean they they seem to be very yes, conscious yeah. about uh, like they're trying. Being yeah, they really are. About some like the, like the one that I always think of is the one where Major Guns lifts up uh, Hancock's legs, oh, and everyone's yeah. like "woohoo!" <laughs> and then she does like a rollover bridge move, uh, which is wow. Yeah, yeah. And Again, like it's like you're saying, like she's breaking out things. I just I had no idea we would see her do. Yeah, it's like they were trying to make something more of it than what it ended up turning it's out. Like to they kind of looked at it and they were like, "We could come out here and be objects." I mean, we're going to do be objective on anyway, so we might as well show something. It's really too bad because uh, we 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 shit on major guns a lot, obviously. <laughs> oh, and Miss Hancock used those same like she talked about uglier faces in the build of this, which was rather funny. Okay, yeah, so <laughs> fair yeah, enough. They brought it all out to the forefront. <laughs> uh, but these are two women that I liked in WCW even at the time, uh, especially Miss Hancock. Uh, Stacy Keebler is a great in ring personality. But then she like goes to the outside of the ring. And well, like, so we we do. Let's yeah. we have to we have to kind of. Yeah, you get some good good comments. All right, calls. so we get um, what's the first article that is removed? It is. Is it see. the pants of Major Guns? It's Major. Guns. She gets Major Guns' uh, tank top. Well, yeah, of course, and she that sends her into that turnbuckle like yeah. on the outside. That 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 actually looks really good. The pre, I mean, her that the thing about the tank top. That thing came off like every match. She was she'd take it off for you, and yeah. then she's like freaking panicking like. Uh, yeah, no, I do like these, and I'm not saying this to be funny, but I do like the confusion. It's called "Remove All the Camo," and everyone's underwear is camo. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, wait, yeah, mm-hmm. well, I did. I, know what I would do. I did pay fifty dollars to see this. Major Guns retali- retaliates by getting the camo bottoms off Miss Hancock to reveal more camo, like you just said. Of mm-hmm. course, women go to the outside where, yep, uh, yep. Miss Hancock, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Rips off a Major Guns' bottoms as they appear to head towards the mud pit. So, yeah, she's just in a camo bikini now. Yeah. But, but, but they need to be mentioned, Miss Hancock does grab her stomach. She gets kicked. There's a... Right. A, a, well, there's two really good... I mean, I'm not going to say good, but they look solid landed kicks. Um, because Mark... Or no, no. It's Scott Hudson goes right in the diaphragm. Yeah, he did. And Shivani goes, what? Yeah, like, and just then they left it. And then, then they, they left, left it alone. Um, and then, like right after, there's another one, another kick, and then that's when Mark Madden says you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs, which for we'll talk about, I guess, after. Really gross. It's, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. So we get to the mud pit. It finally had to come into play. We get him there. And what was the pop? Who was talking about? Which one of you was talking about the pop? There's this crazy pop. It's him because oh, when they get to the mud pit. Yeah. Well, like, well, the before pin, they're about the... when they're about to go in. Oh, 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 that. Well, she... it's a repeat of the spot from in the ring yeah. where it lo- it's like she lifts up her legs and it's like oh, 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give your undercarriage a little how's your father. Ready <laughs> <laughs> to go. Yeah. And it's a three count. <laughs> Here they come. And with Tank Abbott directed traffic. <laughs> and uh, Stacey Keebler is... It's Stacy Keebler. I don't mean to keep calling her that, but uh, she starts like all the stomach pains. David Flair, like you know, it's serious because he jumps into the pit with his wonderful suit on. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, something's wrong with her. And then the commentary gets uh, yeah, they Owen voices. They get the Owen Hart voice. Yep. Uh, with oh well, that's Miss Hancock, uh, Stacy Keebler, and yep. that's the first time we ever hear yep. what her real name Major, is. Major, I love Major Guns being like Major Guns right. breaks character. Yeah. Like, oh, this is one of the music gaps when Major Gun pins, or I guess the dude yes, they right. played the real Misfits in Action scene. Misfits, and I was like, "That's sent, it." Who sent that to us? Because that's I know, it's not a good thing, but it worked. Yeah, uh, because it was more, that was very Saturday morning cartoony. Yeah. I liked it. And I wrote it too, uh, and it fit them a hell of a lot more than whatever that network crap is. Oh, that, that, oh we, we like what C level John Carpenter music. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Escape from Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the fans like how would I get in Nebraska? <laughs> what kind of shit did you hear him yelling? Because I, I know you were like, oh, the crowd. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, this crowd was worse than the commentary. I don't know any specifics, what, but what I, do you I mean, got? I got the what one. Got? I didn't know what you guys got? had said because um, there's the one. The first time Stacy grabs her stomach, uh-huh. kind of hunches over in pain. And she's leaning this, and this fan's like, "You want me to kiss it, and make it better for you?" Like yelling, like I, I cannot imagine what it's like to be that level of objectified. It's yeah. To- Hi, my name's uh, Marcus Bagel. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell are you? Marcus Alexander Bagel <laughs> of the lenders. Ah, yes, the bankers, not the bankers. Um, yeah, I actually felt really bad for the for both of the girls uh, in this match. I really did. Like it was yeah. uncomfortable to watch. You know, get, like anytime they went on the outside of the ring, I'm like, I don't even like them being near uh, those fans. Um, right. It's just not not fun to watch. No. Um, and then there's this great shot where they cut to the back, and all I could think of was, how the hell are they going to explain this at the ER? Oh my god. With Keebler on the uh, stretcher, and she's covered in mud, and they're and loading her up. The yeah, and I'm like, this is going to be an interesting story. This. So then we just cut to because I think ER was still on at the time. <laughs> Poor no one. What the hell happened here? And why the fuck did you drive her from Canada to Chicago? Right. So this is kind of a wash. Uh, they basically make it sound like this is real. They actually say this is not in the script. Right. I uh, hate this yeah. so much. Um, Friggin' major guns for this to turn out to not be real. She, I mean, she was really she, selling that yeah, shit. Yeah, unless they just didn't tell her what was going on. That was the best performance I could get out of her, probably. <laughs> Yeah. In the back, speaking of good performances, yeah, uh, it's the Juggalo Army. Here we go. <laughs> Dark Carnival with Pamela. <laughs> That's why I love that Muda just yells that freaking cough. Once again, getting a little fresh. Yeah. Vampiro this time. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not calling him Dale Torborg. He's no, just, he's back to Demon. The Demon. The demon. Yeah. 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 How on earth did we get here? So. On the July 10th Nitro, Vampiro, as it's listed here, Vampire, that's clearly his name. Once again, the autocorrect. <laughs> Thank you very much. Autocorrect and wants no one to be original. Came out with a casket with who inside? None other than the demon, Dale Torberg. Mm. After succumbing to Vampiro in the graveyard match, the demon was now under the control of Vampiro, and Vampiro demonstrated this by having the demon attack Asia, his fiance. 
But while the war on women continued, the lights went out and a man with a mask attacked Demon and Vampiro with a baseball bat and stinger splashes. Vampiro even gets, gets, even gets put into Scorpion Death Drop. But his identity of this masked man is still a mystery. Yeah. Sting would appear Sting in mask, mask on Thunder as Vampiro. Thumbs up, brilliant! Take my face off! Would appear on Thunder as well and point his bat at the two in an ominous post-match entrance. Demon would be the subject of a strange beatdown from Vampiro after his quick loss to Great Mood in the U.S. title tournament on Tuesday Nitro. This would mark the night that the Insane Clown Posse returned and were a part of Vampiro's Dark Carnival. This makes sense. <laughs> I didn't know that they showed up in oh, WCW. Lord. Sting finally had words for Vampiro on July 31st when he said he would have mind games later, but also accepted a world title match from Booker T. <laughs> Hey, pal, <laughs> don't you set me on fire ever again. Later in the night, Sting would be seen signing his... or I'm sorry, another correct here. Sting would be seen bashing his bat into a trash can. That's These are his mind games. He's just hitting a trash can as hard as he can. Mm. I'm he coming was, for you, knobs. Yeah. <laughs> he was also booked to face Jeff Jarrett to go along with his world title match. A lot going on for the Stinger tonight. Mm-hmm. Want to come back? Get three matches, I guess. Yeah. Sting looked strong against Jared, beating him. He actually beat him clean with a Scorpion Death Drop. Sting went over clean on Jared. Well, looking strong. Sting would face Booker later on, finally, for his, that world title match we're talking about, right? He would nearly, um, he would nearly beat him with the same way he beat Jared. This was actually pretty good continuity because the way he beat Jared was he, he escaped a suplex into the Scorpion Death Drop. Mm-hmm. He tries to do it to Booker. Booker turns it into the bookend. Turn the scorpion death drop. Yeah, the well, like, like he he have he, spanning around. Yeah. Okay. It was nice. Like Booker watched the tape. <laughs> That's I'll what watch it you, was. Sucker. I loved it. The demon tried to interfere, but instead Sting beat on him until the rest. <laughs> beat on him. <laughs> until the rest of the dark carnival came down and put Sting inside of the kiss coffin. So I'm trying fun. to remember. <laughs> what was ICP actually involved in this beatdown on Sting? Um, I don't because this is before they they don't mention you haven't come to the. The unification of Muda into the Dark Carnival was yet. Well, that that we had covered that earlier. Like he he and Vampiro had a moment, mm-hmm. and he, that was it. But then he, I was like, oh yeah, because you're like he beat he got beat by the de- or demon got beat by Muda very quickly. Vampiro's pissed. Like why does it matter? They're both your friends. This was before the moment. They had Apologies. The, they had the moment afterwards. <laughs> this is a very detailed Game of Thrones as plot. <clears throat> All right, so finally, the Nitro before this pay-per-view, Sting had a post-match run-in on the Dark Carnival, walloping all of them with his bat. This, um, <laughs> this is when they gave Demon his big moment. After, um, after a tag match, Demon runs in. This is huge. This is really big. Not only does he get to beat on Sting, he puts Sting in the Scorpion Deathlock. Mm. A huge moment for mm-hmm. him. That was a pretty badass tag match. I was Sting and Booker tagging together. Mm. It's funny enough, but interesting. So Sting against the Demon. Well, here we go. Don't hold your breath because this isn't going to last long. Actually, you probably, you probably can, can hold, hold your, your breath, breath and you'll be all right. So yeah, way Tony calls him the modern day Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yep. Metallicro brings out the Stinger and he comes down from the rafters. 
He really needed this elaborate entrance for this. Comes down from the rafters onto the apron. (laughs) (laughs) Used to just be the ring. I guess they couldn't rig it right. He doesn't even get the belt, his little or one of his harnesses off for this match. So So cool. There's no need to. What happens here? Well, starts on the outside, ends quickly on the inside. (laughs) Stinger splash, scorpion death drop, sting wins in less than a minute. 52 seconds. This is not just the Scorpion Death Drop, because Shivani, all trying to sell this as much as he can, it sounds like he calls it the fucking Death Drop. He's like so into it. Okay. So, after the Vampiro Muda run in afterwards, they try to, um, they try, they, another hang, hanging segment here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and t- then, <laughs> I love this. Because Chronic comes out, yeah. saves the day, Sting escapes, yeah. and just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> the shot of it is... Because yeah. it's in the it's same shot with Muda, just like, Where's the camera? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is! really Muppet Just take this! Leave us alone! Yeah. Sting will never give up, but he will sure as fuck walk away. Yeah, well, he walked away, and I love it. He's not in the foreground, but you, the camera, you can clearly see him go to, up the ramp into the uh, into the uh, entranceway and then take a left. Well, clearly <laughs> he was going to the back to handle the demon, who also casually strolls by yeah, as his faction battle. He's like, I don't want none of Chronic. So Chronic, uh, for some reason, <laughs> after the beatdown, gets on the mic and goes, you know what? That wasn't enough. Let's have another match. With us against you, and we'll put the belts on the line. They're like, why would yeah. you do Brian this? Brian Adams kind of fucks up and says, "I want a shot at the title." Did like, he say that? Yeah, it, it, either I heard it wrong. Hey man, B, B S K, B S K, man. Motherfucker, we, we told him, man. I mean, you, you want to work on your promos, man? You got to do what I do. You go to Subway and you find that pencil neck geek, <laughs> and you fucking tell him you want ham. <laughs> I don't want no damn turkey. I want ham. Leave alone. Provolone. You get that shit out of my face right now, man. Don't let them trick you, Undertaker. With this blood's on your hands, man. Don't let them tell you. You want cheddar? Yeah. George, pervert. It's oh, on your hands. It's not blood. Y'all got Limburger? <laughs> Y'all make that anymore? No. I want that Gouda cheese. Paul said it was amazing on Italian mouth. <laughs> Banana peppers and olives. But yes, I. you can totally see the booking on the wall on this one. Uh, yeah. With how this is going to go since Chronic now wants to wrestle again. So... It cuts backstage to Booker T. Who doesn't want any cameras around while he's being worked on. No, yeah, I mean, it's really funny. Man, get that camera out of me! That's Something. a very aggressive trainer. <laughs> yeah, yeah all the trainer. Right, get the hell out of here. <laughs> the right leg. <laughs> Point that out. <laughs> he's on it. All right, Jim Ross. Up next. They're killing the business. This is a feud that had been brewing for a little bit since the... Um, the United States title tournament that Landstorm well, would win. This is really cool because these are two uh, ECW guys, yeah. and they never really fought in ECW. Right. Uh, Landstorm and ECW was basically mid card, yeah. unless he was tagging with Credible. Mm-hmm. Mike Awesome was always in the main event uh, for the most part, or right. he was either you know defending the title in the main event, or he was killing Masato Tanaka. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't really have a match. So I was really looking forward to this. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously, like, the crowd's going to be into this. Yeah. One of their guys. And Mike mm-hmm. Awesome gets a good reaction, too. Like, it's not bad. Their build, like, I mean, to kind of cut all of it out, I mean, like, obviously, obviously we've seen in the mid-set, um, Mike Awesome has the infatuation with the larger women, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a tit-for-tat kind of thing these guys have. Oh. We're like... Uh, the cat is very interested in this build as well. Tully, what do you think? 
Catbo. She wants to know how Mike Austin got flipped to face all of a sudden. We're going to watch AWA. <laughs> Florida Championship Wrestling is where it's at. So, I really like what Lance Storm has done here with um, the, the United States title. I think huh. this is what, really He cool. has a couple more belts than that. What other belts well, does he have? What, what other belts does he have? He has, like, a cruiser, he, have a team? he has a cruiserweight title and the hardcore title. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Because yeah, cool. you can see it. Three of them. They're labeled... Hardcore, like yeah, hardcore I saw that. Written, I, like, I couldn't that read them. Beautiful. Yeah. So really, really I cool. regret. I wish we could have got Lance Storm in this, where he had all the belts. Yeah. Literally, go. I have them all. I want a shot at the the world title because I think a, a they had an amazing match. Mm-hmm. It's not Booker? It, Booker and Lance Storm have an amazing. It's like a twelve minute match a during what, this buildup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And it went to show you that these guys could really have something special if you just let them. So. Um, he has all three belts, and I, I, I love that he does have. He keeps that straight face about everything. Like I mean, he wants to be so deadly serious mm-hmm. about everything. There's even a line in his build-up where he says, "I'm from Calgary, Alberta, Canada." Calgary. I don't joke, Alberta, Canada. <laughs> I, I was waiting for it. Um, the commentators were like, "Come on, say it," and I'm thinking. What's his phrase? And it's that. And if I can be serious for a minute, yeah, yeah. And uh, this is the beginning. They they already planted the seeds that Canadians are evil, because they talk about that Mike Awesome. Shit, Canadian man! Were you not watching WWF in fucking '97? They were evil. True, they were evil. <laughs> what it's, the fuck, It's man? like evil in their blood. But Mike Awesome is really into Mighty Holly. But it's revealed that Mighty Holly, Mighty, I, I'm, Molly Holly. It's Mighty Mighty Height is what they called her. It was the the fat opera lady. Mm-hmm. That's who that was. It's yeah. revealed she's Canadian. Oh. And therefore spurned his romance. Well, how about that? Yeah, well, it gets so, worse. This so should be a straight up United States title match, right? Well, mm. Mm. <laughs> Tony Schiavone <laughs> called it right after I wrote it. Uh, Lance Storm he gets the Goldberg entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. for some reason with he, Canadian Doug Dillinger. Yes, he does. <laughs> as such, since he is now, as he calls it, the Canadian champion, the championship, yeah, Canadian champion, like it. He says that he is going to invoke a special clause and name a special referee. So the crowd erupts. Now this is this clause in particular is uh, rule number thirty-two B of the Canadian Wrestling Rulebook. Very interesting. And gotta point this out too. All night we've been hearing we want Brett Chance. Yes. In, in every single match, and you know I was like, are we is Brett on this? And then so I'm ready for this. Ready for this. And what does Lance Storm do? <laughs> it's, it's a true Canadian, an honorable Canadian. That crowd is ready. The camera is panning all over. I'm even going. Here comes Brett. Poor Lance. <laughs> Trying to cannot not sell it. Shaking his head. No, you're, as he says you're gonna be name. real disappointed. The, the air in the arena vanishes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> Jacques Rougeau. A Quebecer? Yeah. He's not the Mountie? He's well, not he's not, the, I guess he's not the Mountie. He, yeah. He's here. <laughs> this is not fabulous. It's hardly fabulous. No, no. Talk about another bald spot. Yeah. Oh, oh man. No. But would you want some of the stuff they do? Would you want to see Brett do that? No. It work better with no. a cartoony heel. I would have loved it. Because to see Brett... Brett's a great heel. But... Brett is all about the rules. He's such a guy about the rules. And and, and that's what would have made this so good. Because I think what would have been great is if Brett eventually just took the mic away from David Penzer. And just shoved him. <laughs> <laughs> He's dressed like a priest. 
for some fucking reason. Nevertheless, Jacques Rougeau is going to be our special referee, like it or, or not. And no, everyone seems rather indifferent at this point about it. Uh, I, they play the Canadian National Anthem. It's odd. And it's the whole thing. And I'm God like, bless Mark Madden for fucking knowing he memorized the words. Yeah. Right. And it's, awesome. it's a good thing the camera cut to him at the end when he's crying. That is... Because I don't even know I'm, if they planned that. He is so on point on this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. He, he found really great moments to try and, you know, acknowledge the fact that this isn't great. It's not necessarily awful, but I'm going to try and elevate it for you. And I really do give props to him because as much shit as he gets, and some of it is deserved at times, this is really good work on this show. And that's another... He wears sunglasses the whole night. Right. It's hilarious. Well, he's in the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. He still uh, thinks it's bad at the beach. Yeah. Which is kind of <laughs> funny. Is it <laughs> that's, that's my Vietnam. <laughs> so this match, which is really four matches. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Awesome, I have never seen this happen before. But when oh. he gets to that top rope... Slip? When he slipped. Yeah, yeah I mean... It's the curse he, of the giant. Here's what's awesome. He covers so brilliantly. Oh, yeah. Goes Man. right into a clothesline. Yeah, just... But you're right. I hadn't seen that. I had never seen Mike Awesome stumble like no. that. and Which is so unfortunate, because once I saw that, I was I kind of gave up. And I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, big you fucked up, champ. Yeah. Big one, yep. Mm-hmm. They give. They let him know. So he gets a, he gets a three count. Yep. With an awesome one, straight up. Yeah. Well, yeah. kind of. It's weird. Remember even the ref... Like, even oh, it's a fuck up, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. What, what the hell happened? Because um, that doesn't look right. I wonder, the it's what it's like a splash power bomb pin, and he just lays his hand on him. Because I thought it was a two as well. Yeah, the bell rings. Yeah, the well, bell. No, it's it's the bell's fault because yeah, the bell all of a sudden goes off, and which I love this because it's like why would the bell go off without the referee calling for it? Mm-hmm. Like I, that's one mistake that I can never uh, justify in wrestling when the bell accidentally goes off. Uh, so yeah, then we get the the, the calling of the Canadian rule book. Well, right. luck, that's luckily there, so this wasn't just another fuck up. Yeah, that's what made me almost forget about it until mm-hmm. just now, uh, because this completely overshadows that. Where you have to, according to the Canadian rule book, you have to get a five count. You got to get the Biggie Langston count. That's right, the the Langston rule. Yeah, the Langston. Uh, rule. Didn't you say one of your buddies that wrestled Sid? No, what? Sid's Sid Sid invoked the Canadian. Um, Yes, he did. Sid, I and in typical OSCW fashion. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. Like Sid said, the professionals do five count or something like that. It was for a, the when he was in a sleeper. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I think his in he had he found another clause where it had to do with the the arm. You know, when you have to raise the arms One, and they fall. Two, three, yeah. No, instead it's five. Apparently, where he comes from, in Marion, Arkansas. By the time you get to five, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of your buddies has like a submission picture. Uh, yeah, kill the guy. I mean, <laughs> that's the rule. I mean, don't put him in the Hell's Gate. He may not survive. <laughs> five count in the Hell's Gate. So we, so it's got to be a five count. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so what does Mike Austin do? Hits a splash off the top rope that looks wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a frog splash from a three hundred pound man. Holy mm-hmm. cow! Gets a five count. I love the. All right. So remember the first because the first couple of counts they still are kicking out at two. Yeah. Yeah. And the finally, which go. I was like, oh, this is fucking with my head. But then I love when Tony was like, he kicked out yep, at four. He, he I, I said it. Yeah. Yep, he kicked and the, out. <laughs> and they finally kick out at a four count. The crowd yeah, is the like, crowd's like yeah, keep up, yeah, keep it going. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really weird to watch this match and see a count go beyond three. Yeah. What does Mike Awesome do then next? 
Puts him in a dragon sleeper. That's so clever. Yeah. I love that he had to break out a move that I've never seen him do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a dragon sleeper, which was Undertaker's submission before he figured out the Hell's Gate. Yeah. I love the dragon sleeper. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Lance Storm sells it really well with the bridge that he has to do. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it looks really good. Lance Storm taps out. We have a new champion. Nope. Yep. Nope. Nope. There's another unknown rule in the Canadian wrestling rule book. And what is that rule? That uh, you have until the count, after a submission, you have until the count of 10. Right. So it's like the Texas Deathmatch rules. Right. Oh, no, no. I, actually, the rule was there is no submission, period. It oh, that's is, right. right. The it's 10 right. count comes after the 5 count. I'm sorry. No, it's that's pinfall right. only. So we're back. You, got, you have to do the 5 yeah. count. That's it. You can't. Tap There's no them out. submissions in yes. a Canadian, even though Canadians are mostly known to be submission wrestlers. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> what is the? What does he give him that he gets a five count? Is it an awesome? It's an round? awesome splash. Yeah, yeah. he gets the splash gets because they have the table that. that yeah, tables. and you're waiting on it. So awesome pins him. He gets a five count. We have a new champion. Damn it, Jocker yes. Joe. <laughs> I, the one uh, thing that's uh, really good is the way Rujo sells it. Each now, yeah, uh, the way, I've way. got one for that too. And Pedro's <laughs> like, "What? All right." <laughs> my, my thing is, is why, and it's cool, but it kind of plays with Mike Awesome character. He never gets out of the ring and just knocks Rujo out. I was waiting for that too. And Terry, I was waiting on the rule book to be torn. It's a pamphlet, but it just doesn't make sense to me from us. From the psychological standpoint, because it makes Lance Storm look so weak. Okay, in, yes. in his home country. I'm gonna, That's I'm pulled. Um, he mentioned that, like Storm, like in the um, the death of WCW, uh-huh. is a big quote about that. How he was like, "This was your chance with Brett probably not coming back ever again. You had a chance to build a, a legit Canadian, Canadian star. Mm-hmm. and instead." And he was like, thank God it was in Canada because that was the only thing that, like, even though I looked substantially weak and pathetic in this mm-hmm. match, the crowd, you know, hung in there enough to where it was somewhat salvageable. I'm not doing it justice by saying it that way. but Yeah, because it, it was obvious that some of the fans had gotten sour on it. Mm-hmm. But but the majority of them were like, yeah, so he's our hero. The, the final rule change, officially what it is, is after the five count, now you have until... The count of ten, right, to get to your feet, and there was like a thirty second, yeah, in which the announcers call out, and so then it gets to how does Lance Storm get Mike Awesome down? Do we get the table spot? There's a table. What's spot. the table spot? Because Lance, uh, Mike Awesome puts the table in the ring at first when he's picking. I'm like, is he just gonna fucking hit him with the yeah. table? Yeah. And he he gets the table in the ring, sets it up, and then is it because I know there's a point where Lance has got Mike Awesome on the table. Yep, and then they go up for it's like a side suplex or something oh that's right it's a belly to belly I thought it was going to be I saw Awesome do this once he once had a guy like on the turnbuckle just like Lance Storm was and he picked him up for the powerbomb and jumped backwards and landed sit out it's so dangerous but I saw him do it in ECW and I was like oh they're not going to try that again no no it's just a belly to belly yeah and um and they just down and then Jacques Rougeau gets in the ring and you can see the spot coming yeah and Slick who's the ref Slick Johnson Slick he turns at just the right time. Of course. Like, you well, count him. And I, you and, count and, him. And I'm wrong. So, uh, that's because that, that's the final rule change then, too. There is actually one after the table spot. That's when they... The first invoke, man to his feet. The first man to his feet, then. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and like, Storm wins the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he won one out of the four. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. Eleven and a half minutes. I finally got their best of nine table match. Funny, well booked. 
I wish it wasn't Lance Storm. I wish it wasn't a Canadian at, in Canada. I, this really pissed me off. <laughs> then all hell breaks loose because we hear music. Yep. Music we haven't heard in a while. And still, I didn't quite recognize it because I never get used to that this thing. Shit. The, t- the, the Barely the glimpse of the Titan or the Turner Tron. I was like... Hitman. Uh, there he is. All right, I guess I'll, I guess thought he I'll was coming to pull an edge. I thought he so came to do that to Christian. Yeah, and no, Brett's. The sad healed, thing is, like, of. he just looks so dejected. I love when he comes out with the hands in the pocket. Yeah, so, it's like whatever. Like, like, like he can almost touch the paycheck that's in his pocket. <laughs> that's so easy. He's like feeling it in braille. Is it there? And you can is already tell, like, you, you notice that, like, he already started looking like out of ring shape. Yep. Already a little bit, and it was so hard to see him. He gets in the ring, and uh, I mean. Not much to it. He just hugs both hugs, guys. And then that's it. And that's the end of it. Uh, so, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. It was great to see him. No doubt about it. It's just, that's all. That's all. Unless that's all. you send in your cable or satellite bill and you want the new Vampiro shirt. Finally. A really good spit. This is good. Well, yeah. The gold Bean Goldberg's manager was. <laughs> we'll see Wait. if that comes around. I know. But the Vampiro shirt, I was like, this seems like something that they actually have in the back right now. Yeah. Like, this isn't something they're just well, trying to get rid of. True. I was going to say, the others also seem like things that are there. They're just crates and crates. And yeah, crates. yeah, that won't sell. But I actually, I didn't even take a picture of it because I was like, that's did this actually... One, did this, I was going to say, I hope you did because we can see if it goes to that weird place in Florida. Oh, it does. I, or if I saw that. this goes to a better place because it's current. It's an Opelaka. Opelaka? Opelaka. Ah. Backstage. Our oh. favorite interviewer is oh, now God. with Kevin Nash. I'm here for two reasons, and you know what number one is. <laughs> yeah. Money. He doesn't okay. care about Goldberg's injury, and he says he's going over on Steiner tonight. Here we go. We're using yeah. that backstage lingo. Well, he and, already said because that was on oh, the promo yeah, package. Oh, oh we're going to get annoying. to it. Oh, my God. Oh, we've got a lot to cover on that front. All right. Before we get there, we have our impromptu match. It I, is Vampiro. I want to point this out real quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. The champs have been coming out last every single and time. I, yes, I did notice. It's great. Yeah, which makes me really happy in it because it happens here too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Vampiro, Vampiro and the Great Muda taking on Champions Chronic. Now, they actually had been feuding a little bit, which is they, – they had been. I mean, there's not much to them, to be honest, the, the builds. It was a couple of nitros where you saw these guys get mixed up with it. So it is still a bit of a strange match to for, for Chronic to book. Is, we, is it weird? That's good. Like they go, let's do this. Let's have this impromptu match. Oh, oh, but late. Yeah, but it's not much later. Right. That's what threw me off. I was like, they literally just got in the back, probably ate a hot dog, and now it's time to go out to the ring. Right. Somebody got a, a juice. Got yeah. Some, yeah. Oh, got you some gonna, I don't know the rest. Tell me, the WWF one's the one that's really killer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to hear. It. Yeah. It's a lot heavier. How long were they a team in WWF? Because I don't match. remember. Oh God damn it! And it's the, who's it against? Taker and Brothers of Destruction. Well, that's why it's one. <laughs> Jesus. And what am I getting Taker and Kane? It is probably my one of the worst things I've ever seen Taker. Yeah, that's that's what people keep saying about my it. My God. <laughs> Taker and Kane. In their prime? Uh, all right. So, this one, all right. Pretty decent tag match here. It builds nicely towards the hot tag of Brian Clark and Great Muda. Mm. Brian Clark just kills everybody. Muda hits Mickey J with the green mist. <laughs> <laughs> and Does it happen twice in the night? Or just the one well, time? Well, it's the, a different ref. The cat ate it earlier. Uh-huh. And the ref was trying to like, are you okay? Yeah, the ref was trying to clean. I remember he are tried to clean okay? it with a hamster. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? I'm the first ref in the history of time to try to help someone who got hit with this. So, 
Chronic looks like they're about to go over. They're about to hit the high times. Right as they're about to. The Harris Brothers. Oh, God. I was wondering what it was, too, because the audience yeah. was yeah. standing up. And they're like, why isn't the camera moving Make yet? their mighty return to WCW. Jesus. And hit the H-bomb. Shit bomb. I, I hate, hate that. It, it's yeah. stupid. Sorry. High yeah. times is much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Brian Clark to give Vampiro and Muda the win and become the new tag team champions. Just under 10 minutes. This match went again. Not bad. Did you mind Muda and Vampiro going over? Vampiro finally gets a belt. Yeah, and true. he's getting this Muda. I, I I hated this match. I really yeah. did. Unfortunately, I mean, um, did, did we need it here? Like no, we didn't. I think it should have waited. I think there should have been more build to it. I think there should have been a stip, maybe. As I know, it's, <laughs> I think it should have been. As I, weird it is to say that. Really? It just it just didn't seem like as important. What would have What would have made more sense? I thought would have been like, well, maybe not. I mean, it would have been a, a schmaz finish anyway. Anyways, but um, why didn't you have the filthy animals who don't want Chronic to be the champions because they don't want to wrestle them the next night? You made that so clear earlier, mm-hmm. and then like, they make Chronic lose. And I don't know. We'll see. I, I haven't looked ahead now to see where we go with Chronic and the Harris brothers. Even though that that would probably be kind of fun to watch in a way, just to yeah. see them, them just swing at each other. Like, and I, they do call that out. They do say, "Well, so I hop hoedown match come match." <laughs> Texas bunk, Mister Spigner. Oh, the uh, <laughs> they do at least kind of allude to. So they go, "Are the Filthy Animals going to have to wrestle Vampire the Dark Carnival tomorrow night on, right. on SmackDown?" Right. right. So, I like that we're getting more consistency. SmackDown. I'm sorry. Oh. I stroke. I had a stroke. I love to fall down. I'm the man with the stroke <laughs> around here. It, oh, it, I know. It, you tell me every fucking time. Slap nuts. Uh, yeah, it was on Slappy. Slap-o-matic. <laughs> Booker's backstage. And he says that Jerry will have to kill him <laughs> to take his title. You're going to have... You're going to have exactly. to do it. I, can't, I, can't, I was like, I'm not even going to do it for that. <laughs> so the, we get the video package then for Goldberg, Nash, and Steiner. Now this... What a package. There's a lot going on here, so bear with me as we go through this. In the wake of Booker T becoming world champion, it has been uh, quite a schmoz over the last four weeks with everyone jockeying for position. On the July 10th Nitro, things got out of control when both... Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner were arguing with Commissioner Cat, I hate saying that, <laughs> about who gets a who gets a shot at Booker's world title. Canyon, formerly Kenyon, made made his way down. With, <laughs> that sounds racist, brother. <laughs> I would know. <laughs> In which the cat used an an excuse to make it a three way match. Goldberg then came out and why not wanted to make it a four way. Jared got the win in the match over Canyon while Goldberg and Steiner brawled on the outside. <laughs> Steiner's out here on the floor. I don't know. <laughs> it is of note that on the July 12th Thunder, Steiner said he would have beaten up Goldberg at Michigan 10 years ago if he wasn't so stupid and didn't get in. <laughs> this was also the same interview where he angrily proclaimed that the Hearn Canrana should only be referred to as the, as the Frankensteiner. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's also the interview where he choked out Mike Tanay for bringing up his childhood as a reason why he would have such a short temper. I love that. <laughs> where he brings up the childhood. You have a you have a short temper. Tell me about your father. <laughs> well, no, it's just a, tell me about your father. Tell me about your childhood, and you just hear Scott Steiner go. 
What's that? <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh dear. Oh, now we know why you want to hate me. <laughs> now we know why you want to hate me. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, All right, so Goldberg's here. Goldberg in his heel persona, it starts showing it starts showing the weakening that we all figured was coming very quickly on the Tuesday Nitro, as he is seen backstage talking with the crew. He's just backstage talking with yeah. the crew. How y'all doing? Yeah, how, how are you? Now that I'm a heel, I associate with you. Goldberg and Steiner would have to be separated after getting into a brawl backstage yet again. That set the stage for their main event match on Tuesday Nitro, which also saw the Cat as the referee and Booker replacing Stevie Ray on commentary. That was a thing. Yes. Stevie Ray doing Thunder commentary. <laughs> just, just sorry, with, with Goldberg and Steiner having to be replaced, just our truth. Don't, don't call it Mr. Steiner! <laughs> don't call it Mr. Steiner! Oh, God. Steiner locked Goldberg in the recliner. The cat protested. Steiner destroyed him. <laughs> Very matter of fact here. Booker made the save for the ref. The cat, in this case. And avoids a spear from Goldberg via leapfrog that becomes a spear for Scott Steiner. Whoa. It's our move! That's it. That's, That's the final move. solution. Things only get more entertaining when Nash... Nash at the beach himself. Big Lazy comes out with a bottle of beer and power bombs both men. <laughs> so he While can't. holding said beer, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that be, hold, he gets him to hold his beer. Yeah. While he's well, he's got him up and he takes a drink and then he drops him. <laughs> now, I, to be honest, that would be kind of pretty fucking cool. Nash would cut a very scathing, serious promo on the July nineteenth Thunder, where he said that WCW would not have let Skull, Scott Hall back in the company, Skull. even if. And <laughs> they did let them back the company. <laughs> Even if he had beaten Goldberg at Bash at the Beach, he goes on to throw Goldberg way under the bus, saying that even nine years from now, Goldberg still wouldn't have paid his dues. He praises Booker for having the belt because... That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. He goes on to further say that Master at New Blood Rising, he will win the three-way... <laughs> he will win the three-way setup. Nastradamus. So, yes, I said that pretty quietly. Nastradamus. Nastradamus says he will win the three-way dance. Just uh, he's he says he's going to win the match no matter how it's booked. <laughs> oh, I love that. Great. <laughs> oh, In fact, he buttons the promo by saying that he guarantees that he's going to win no matter how it's booked. <laughs> Goldberg accepted Booker's weekly world title challenge. Yes. It predates the U.S. Open Challenge that we were getting on the July 24th um, Nitro, only to have the cat declare that the fans will choose Booker's opponent. Yes, the website. They did the website voting back then. Whoa, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Was it rigged back then, too? <laughs> it had to be. There can only be like five people that can vote. Everybody's modem. <laughs> Goldberg then choked out the cat. The cat just gets destroyed by everybody. It's a, it's a little refreshing, though. In, choked out my cat. That's a great sense. <laughs> it's also to see, to compare <laughs> with the differences, is in the WWF, the authority reigns supreme. And WCW, the authority, just beat the fuck up. Sting won the voting, but Goldberg destroyed him in the aisle. See? It is rigged. See, it's rigged. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Which led to Goldberg versus Booker instead. Now, here's some fun bullshit here. Goldberg gets put in a cross arm breaker, reaches the ropes, but then Stevie Ray throws in the towel. Wait, and the cat like says, Martha Hart? Yeah. No, not Martha Wait, Hart. How, why was Stevie Ray at ringside for Goldberg to throw a towel in? 
Because he's the commentator. But a commentator should be able to throw a towel in. It's his brother. You can, I mean, Martha... Or, or, I'm sorry, Helen, Helen Hart. Hart sorry. Martha Hart. Martha, Martha, Martha. Martha. She wouldn't give a no. shit about Brett. No. All right, so the cat says the match is over. Booker tries to get the match restarted, but it doesn't. But Booker's still champion. Well, there you go. But... All right, <laughs> all right so... We've got to break down this Goldberg promo because... All right, on the July 26th Thunder... About Scott Hall sacrificing for Goldberg's career, Goldberg says they were trying to bait him for the future. Bill calls it ulterior motives. I'm reading this verbatim from the write-up, by the way. Goldberg says Hall has no appreciation for the fans. Goldberg says that Hall is a jerk inside the ring and a jerk outside the ring. Bill says he doesn't like to be a heel. (laughs) (laughs) He he said that. He said he doesn't like to be a heel. And whether it was a good idea or not, he doesn't know. Bill says that he never aspired to be a pro wrestler. He says he well, ended yeah. up. He says he ended I up. I want to be a superstar. He ended up turning into a fan of pro wrestling. Goldberg says that he makes a difference here and didn't make one in the NFL. He says that Kevin's right when he says he doesn't live and breathe this sport because he doesn't like a lot of the people in the business. But he loves to be able to go see children who are four days away from dying and see. <laughs> <laughs> I want you, Kalima. <laughs> that is his way to pay his dues, Jesus. not to not to get twenty dollars for making an indie appearance. Don't tell him they inducted a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Bill flat out tells Nash to kiss his ass and says that jealousy is a bitch. Hmm. Bill calls him a joke. He says that when he was in the NFL, Nash was in Europe holding hands with basketball players. Oh, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Bill says, two weeks after you put your ass on the booking committee, you're the only one who beat me. Oh, my God. Goldberg says that he wants the belt on his waist, but he wants to pay pay for hurting his reputation. Just wants to beat Nash up. Okay. Bill asks if a promoter is concerned if the main eventer has paid his bills. A promoter who thinks... uh, A promoter thinks who who can draw money... Yeah, I know. oh, that's how, like I said, I copy and pasted. Paid his bills. <laughs> the lights ain't home. <laughs> I need that belt. WCW's dark enough as it is. <laughs> Goldberg, I mean, he makes a good point right, here. He says he brought 42,000 people into the Georgia Dome. Yes, he did. For that match. Very true. He Goldberg was up, a draw. Mm-hmm. He says Flair and Anderson, they're the guys who made WCW. He tells Nash that... The only way he's going to win that match is to put himself on the booking committee before New Blood Rising, which kind of lends towards, you know, I'm winning winning it no matter what. Um, So, as I wrote here, your reply, Mr. Nash, on the 731, (laughs) after he just came in and he destroyed Lance Storm for no reason, just kills him. Nash comes in, of course he does. Uh, he says he's been wrestling for 12 years, and for those 12 years, uh, he's been a professional except for one time when he wrestled a Canadian guy in Montreal who didn't want to cooperate. Uh, <laughs> Nash says he beat his ass the next night in Quebec City. Like so, this I, you've heard these stories where a wrestler like is like shooting on a guy and you yeah. just sit him down and nope. Not <laughs> all right, all right, are you are you coming back? I'm checking out. Nash says that the football guys would rather go into the bars and bouncers would kick their asses. Because he's a bouncer. That's what Nash used to do. He's a bouncer. So we, again, just... Says that in Vancouver, he can't guarantee to Goldberg that he's going to be very professional. Okay? 
Nash says that when Goldberg charges him, one of his rickety-ass knees will shove Goldberg's nose into his brain. What? Nash, back on the Scott Hall kick, he says that he won't stop to get Scott Hall back into WCW. I'll tell you. I, it's quite a feud. If, if you want, like, I, please go find Scott Steiner's rebuttal because it's <laughs> awesome that he has a say in all this, too. <laughs> I can't do of that justice. I was going to say, you don't have that transcribed? Dot, 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 comma, exclamation. Well, you see, I control the landscape. <laughs> there's a... There's a one, his guy's rebuttal is, fuck you both. There was, um at one point, there was a straitjacket match that they had in this bill. <laughs> oh, that's going to become a thing. Oh, yeah. So, so the what guy, a fucking build. Good Lord. This is an angry it's man. It's too much. It's way too much. It's Over so, for one... For just yeah. one match, yeah. Yeah, and for them to say that Goldberg isn't here because of a motorcycle accident, uh, and then, well, we'll get to it, but it, it's just... <sighs> I love how it starts, though, because it, it shows a, a sign in the crowd that says, Goldberg fears Gilberg. Because that camera stays on that sign yeah. way too long. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Either that or he was a huge Gilberg fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys think of this one? Because, uh, of, of course, the first big thing is, is Goldberg even to be here? Because His music hits twice. Yep. You know, Kevin Nash goes, fuck it. Yep. Let's just have a match. And him and Steiner, it's, I love Scott Steiner, but putting him with Kevin Nash is beyond boring. Yeah. yeah. Do you uh, think they should have told the fans what happened to Goldberg? And that might Did this really happen? happen? I don't know if it's what really it, happened, but the we know because the announcers have told us. But no one's come up and said, hey... True. And, and that way, when he does come out, they would have got some kind of reaction out of the fans as opposed to... I'm not to, sure if he was really injured, but I also think that he didn't want to be at that show. I don't think he wanted to... Like, we're getting into some this work shoot territory again where we don't know what's... Well, Goldberg does show up. Right. And he's got the fake wrestling tape ribs. Yep. Like, he's got the so rock he's got, ribs. He found DDP in the alley. Yeah. <laughs> Handed him off. You look really cool in revenge. Yeah. <laughs> I really want those taped ribs. Yeah, so he comes out. It looks like he's about to take a jackknife. And then he kind of shoves Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash does a kind of what the hell kind of thing. And then Goldberg walks out to make it look like a was, shoot. Right. And then Russo comes out. And we get a great moment with Bill Goldberg looking <laughs> Prince Russo dead in the eyes and said, Fuck you! Yeah, and just, oh my god. I... Uh, what I really hate, then, is how the commentators go on to call Goldberg a crybaby. They bury him. Yes. Mm -hmm. They bury him bad, especially Scott Hudson. He, yes. He makes a horrible yeah. comment about Goldberg after the match is over. Yeah. Call, I, I, I can't remember if he's the one who called him a crybaby, but I thought that might have been him. I'm not sure. Something about getting everything that he got and he didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. and, and I love how they said Scott Siner. I love when somebody can say Scott Siner was professional enough to do anything. <laughs> but they say he was professional enough to take the jackknife, which he does. Kevin Nash he takes a hell of a jackknife. Yeah, well, yeah. They, I, they do that whole breaking thing that I was talking about that I really didn't like, where they're like, well, Goldberg was obviously supposed to. T what do you mean yeah. supposed to? Goldberg was supposed to Don't take the jackknife. No, that. no. See, yeah. And I, it's bad. Just it's say Goldberg really wanted it. And it, and it doesn't even work today. Like, it doesn't even work now. We're like, of course, we're all fascinated by 
you know, what's going on behind the scenes. We're fascinated. We don't, like, when it gets to really be in the ring, just like, get on the line. Do the match. Like, don't go over the line. Yeah. Like, we've watched movies where clearly two actors don't like each other. Watch Four Christmases. Vince Vaughn yeah, That's the Jesus. example I go with, too. Good look. I mean, clearly two people who are just like, we got to get through the scene. We don't yeah. like each other. Wow, but they, who? Vince Vaughn and who? Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon wow. wanted to stick to the script, and Vince Vaughn wanted to riff. Oh, okay. And uh, that's not Reese Witherspoon. No. So, yeah, and it's very obvious that they are having problems. Yeah. And we'll do that for but, Christmas but, you know, like, for the holidays. We hear about what happened behind the scenes, but once they hit go, or once they, you know, mm-hmm. action, they're professionals. You they do, You do the job. You mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. We don't, like... I mean, maybe it'd be interesting to see it. Like, if you'd have to really be creative, if you're gonna, and you have to have a really smart writer to be able to write something that's gonna, we're gonna break the fourth wall completely <clears throat> and make it a part of the show. Even though, like, I just don't feel like it belongs. Uh, Scott Hudson, at all, he period. references the booking committee from Starcade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do love my favorite moments of the match are Scott Steiner covering. Kevin Nash with lazy moves. Yeah. And then counts. getting two counts. And oh then, my God. And then he does it again. And then he looks dead in Silverman's eyes and he goes, You suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love what was they 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 refer to something about Scott Steiner. He's not something. They just try to make this really funny thing about about saying he's crazy, but it's like right after a suplex. And it's weird. It's like why? Why? Like he doesn't have enough suplexes for a move set or something. And it's refer- and I was like, this is stupid. Oh my god! It's uh, fuck. Goldberg does the watch the kick to yeah. Scott Steiner. And it I looks wrote that. Bad. I wrote. They bring that up. That's the kick that put the, Bret Hart out. Oh, I was. This is this sucked. I hated this with every fiber of my. I, I will say, like, there were moments when they were all three in there that weren't bad. Right. Like they actually surprisingly did. Yeah, once okay. Goldberg got in, it picked up a bit. Yeah. And then the but it completely gets washed once he doesn't take yeah. the jackknife. Scott right. Steiner seems like, and we want to try to say this so he doesn't find me, uh, but he seems like he's willing to put in exactly as much as you're willing to put in. So if you want to go out there and go, he'll go. Yeah. But it's just like he knows I'm not going to go out here with Nash because Nash isn't going to. I'm going to get hurt. That match he had with Mike Awesome. Yeah, uh, that thing was up. Whatever that was, that was good. You know, totally. Yeah, Scott Steiner really amped it up for that. But this, this is bad. It's so bad that when when it cuts to the commentators, Tony Schiavone sets up the next match and (laughs) he says the tag title match. (laughs) I'm like. And and, and there's this great moment because Scott Hudson's like this while he's saying it. And when Cervani says the tag title match is next, Hudson just casually goes. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of looks to the left. It's a bit scary, though, to think that now he is. All right, because now Nash is in the main event picture again. It's like, oh, no. It's so uninspiring. Bad enough. And now we have arrived. Finally, at our main event of the evening, Botch Buffer. There, that's for us. right. With I <laughs> oh, love the this flag. I, the flag. Yeah. I, I caught it uh, as Botch Buffer gives him his thing. The spirit of Scott Steiner is behind him. So <laughs> don't fuck up. And it's what's cool is it. You know, they're in Canada, so there's all these Canadian flags. There's a pot leaf, of course, but then next to it is instead of the maple leaf, it's Scott Steiner. And it's beautiful. This is well done. It's really well done. Well done. Uh, I, There's a lot. Of, like, all right. So we need to just briefly talk about what was go- what was Booker's first month like as champion. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, like it, it kind of goes back to all the tropes of Sting when he was the mega baby face. He gets turned on. I, I think Rick Steiner turns on him, which I shouldn't be Rick all that. Was he? 
each. Just in case you forgot. <laughs> for, and I love it. Like it's a heel turn happens like all within five seconds of him saying, "I'm your buddy. I'm your. I'm your buddy. Now I'm your. No, 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 no. <laughs> see what I did there? If, if I had a shirt, I'd have ripped it. And he's all into yeah, I did. I just saved us twenty minutes. I see. <laughs> that's, that's a reminder. Um, another thing that's uh, he does have. What's cool is you get a reformation of. Um, the Harlem Heat. Okay. They had. They do have a tag match together, which is great. Is Ahmed Johnson gone? Yeah, we yeah. yeah. we don't. Okay. Big yeah, T we is don't gone. Even, no, we oh. don't see any of that anymore. Uh, a huge thing of note on the July twenty fourth Nitro. Booker T pinned Goldberg. <laughs> Bookended him. <laughs> Granted interference, but he know. pinned him with the bookend. Mm-hmm. Bend him. Beat Jer- right. Yeah, or beat um. <laughs> beat Jericho. Beat Goldberg. He, he walked into WWF. <laughs> Um, they had him and Jarrett would just be I mean of course like as we talked about every single when you read these every single Nitro and Thunder if it's a segment that involves a world title within 10 seconds yep here he and it's the same promo every single time oh I know and that's really just the bummer but they always got they ended up having an unsanctioned match, of course, where if it's unsanctioned, the belt is not on the line. They're very strict about it here. Yeah. As, of course, the other unsanctioned matches where the belt was on the... Yeah. Uh, anyway, the unsanctioned match. You can see where this is coming a mile away, but Jared exploits the knee. Like, the knee becomes a thing. The right he, knee. Mm-hmm. The right knee or the correct knee? The right mm-hmm. knee is the correct knee. <laughs> he ends up making Booker tap out of the figure four in that unsanctioned match. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ended up having him do it and everything. Um, there was no interference at all. Clean. Is this how he gets the title shot? Well, he got the title shot from winning that four-way that we talked about where Steiner and Goldberg brawled off the set. Forgot what they were fighting for. Yeah. <laughs> so why uh, then why have an unsanctioned match after you already have the... Well, because, like, the again, it's another... I, the amount of time they had it ended up being, I think, four weeks. Mm-hmm. It's pretty standard. But it felt like when you read these, they had way too much time to fill. So it's just constantly like we're, we've run like we've run out of ways to keep you guys apart. So they end up having that match, and I guess like m- maybe it's the foreshadow of this one, like in a way, like as we've seen so many times. If you ever have the non-title match, yeah, <laughs> you're going over. Yeah, which means you're not going to get the belt. Piper and Hogan, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and as we had talked, it was the eight seven Nitro was when Booker and Lance Storm had a. Bust ass match, a really great I want to see it. match. It really did that. You thought would um, uh, I don't know. You think would be some seeds for the future there with it, but nevertheless, like the the overriding thing is Booker T can't really trust anybody, except for the one guy who also can't trust anybody. Sting. So by nature, they they really are the only. We'll trust each other. <laughs> and Jared has exploited his knee, and has beaten him clean. In an unsanctioned match, mm-hmm. it's really the crux of it all. It's an interesting month. That's all in a month for Booker in his first train. So it's hard to think about like whether or not like is that successful? Does that feel like a successful first month? Should he be showing? Should he be that weakened early on? If he overcomes all of it, yeah, sure. But you just told me that Flair beat him or Flair that Jarrett beat him with a figure four. Yeah, yeah, in a non-title match. So right. it's like that doesn't babyface champ should not be tapping out. No, no, at. He should have passed. If anything, just do the pass out from the pain. We, I mean, I don't know why they don't do that more. Yeah. Or the the match was already over and he puts him in the figure four and he's just trying to get out. But uh, I'm not a big fan of like this is your first time having the belt and so you get the, this story where right. you get beat. It should be about 
to me, I'm not going to say it should. I wish it was about you kind of put yourself in these predicaments because you feel the need to prove yourself. Like the weekly, it'd be fine if he was doing the, the title defense weekly. Which he was. He was doing, he was openly like defending mm-hmm. the belt. But just the great. one time he didn't, he got beat. Yeah. Just, and that looks bad. That's typical. And that's, and that's not even just typical WCW booking. Like we've seen that booking mm-hmm. all the time where if you have the belt and the belt's not on the line... You're going to lose. Oh, yeah. 100%. And, uh, yeah. I lose interest immediately oh, when they do stuff like that. Absolutely. Okay. At least when Hogan and Piper had that match, they never said anything about the belt. In fact, the belt was just a... It was a non-issue. It was oh, non-issue. Boom. Non-factor. <laughs> you take Deborah out of the equation. <laughs> so I did there? Power mine. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Oh. Gone. If he would have done that like two months, I, I mean, you got to defend against somebody. But I would say after eight weeks of... Defending the belt at least once a week, twice a week on the pay per view, then start weigh- playing in his wear and tear on his body. Then it's something different. This yeah. is just like they they jump. Really you could fast rebook this a lot of ways to make it better. Nevertheless, like it's um, and with the stuff we've seen tonight, I mean, it almost makes you wonder. Like, did we even need to get the moment we got earlier with him clubbing his knee, taking it right. out? Did we yeah. need more Tanya Harding from <laughs> Jeff Jarrett when it comes to Booker T? No, Why? no, we don't. But Why, sucker? I'll tell you, when Booker Why? comes out, the look on his face, like, it's oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that's great about him is like, you know, he really does go all in with any of the things nah, you throw him. at him. Um, very physical. Well, I want to mention real quick because it's Michael Buffer's calling, which he doesn't really fuck anything up. I'm really getting used to let's get ready to rumble, and then immediately it cuts in with choo 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 shows, and I'm like, oh, must, it's the Jeff Jarrett match. Yep, <laughs> that's it's replaced. Like he's now calling for Jarrett, like he used to call. That's what it's. That's what it's starting to sound like. Yeah, yeah, and get Jarrett coming out, and yeah, it gets very physical, very fast. Mark Madden, once again, I hate when they kind of take a WCW line and incorporate it with what's a WWF line. Mark Madden says that Jeff Jarrett is going to take Booker T to Slap Nuts Boulevard. Well, and. In all fairness, like WCW had been booking him, they had Booker coming out. They kept calling him the People's Champion. Mm-hmm. They were doing that the because People's Champion in WCW is Diamond Dallas Page. That, yeah. He was the first wrestler to use that, as yeah. far as I recall. Way before the Rock. Well, not way before. It was before. It was definitely before. But yeah. in wrestling terms, that's a long time. Well, it's just I I, I don't like that because it's like to me the People's Champ is is DDP. Yeah, because DDP was an everyman. Yeah, and, and that's mm-hmm. why it works. Rock is. Superhuman, uh, and uh, Booker Booker T. Yeah, I like him as a as a as a people's champ because he was we in a way they chose him. Why not champ of the people? This champ, little, it doesn't same, roll off the tongue the same. True, way. but it's a different connotation. Also, want to say Jeff Jarrett is a four time champion right now, and it's only been since yeah, uh, not even his, his first win was at Slamboree. Slamboree, holy well, cow. Yeah, yeah, because Slambury was the week after. No, he got a spring stampede. No, he got it before. He got a spring stampede. DDP beat him forward on Nitro, and that's why that's when DDP lost it at Slambury. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's, so. Since Four spring stampede, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wins it so fast. Yeah. I, I just I don't know. So um, did you see the fan that pulled Booker when yeah. Booker was oh. tagging hands, and and then he got pulled, and I was like, oh, I don't hate I that hate those shit. Those, fuck you, I man. I hate it. Booker hits up. Misses the missile drop kick, so he looks very strong early. He misses the missile drop kick, um, but I like how they say it's because of the knee. Like, well, this is really yeah. stupid. He's doing a lot of moves with his leg. Right. Yeah. Well, they I, at least call it out. Well, Madden does anyway. But I, I hate this. I hate it so much. There, there is a, a list of moves that need to be stricken from your repertoire 
when you have a leg problem. Mm-hmm. You just had your leg smashed. When Jeff Jarrett whips you into the turnbuckle, you need to collapse. You cannot run into the turnbuckle. Right. You know, there's nothing they can do about that. He's doing axe kicks. Mm-hmm. He's going to the top rope, climbing. When he gets up off the ground, he's using his bad leg to push. Mm. Yeah, it just this whole match, which bothered me. To one know thing, him. like looking at knee injuries, like you know, you could always say like, tore meniscus. It can't get torn any worse. It's just gonna probably hurt like a. Bit but he's not wincing. Like that. Uh, he, at t- I mean, he sells it about as well as most guys sell a knee injury. Well, some guys sell it amazingly. It doesn't. There help. are some guys that do it really well. It doesn't help that Jeff Jarrett, for. Intermittent times throughout the match forgets what which knee is the bad knee. And that's what I'm getting on about. He at one point he picks the left knee. Isn't it the one with the big fucking Austin brace on? Yeah. He, the left knee is the one without the brace. Mm-hmm. He's got the brace on the right, and Jeff Jarrett's going for that left knee. Going for the knee. And that's the weird thing work. See, that's aggravating. Well, to begin with, you probably shouldn't have ever started with the right knee no. to begin with. It's always the left. And that's not like that's a cliche. It's like, no, I mean, like, there, it, it makes sense, you know, for the most part. Like, unless maybe Booker's left-handed. and Yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe, so, I mean, is he? Maybe. maybe Jarrett switches still. over back to the right, the literally the right knee, the good one. Um, and then he, later on in the match, forgets again and starts working on the left knee. It's just, and then about this point, I'm no, like, I'll tell you. I'm logically working this out with, okay, he's just going for both legs. Okay, see, and that's, that's the only way I can justify. Just makes this. the figure four hurt worse when it comes. And and the way that that doesn't get worked out though is the commentators see, aren't he, commenting. Exactly. On see, mm-hmm. that's what I was gonna say. You can cover for something like that the, very easily. The commentators by just should have done that. Yes. He's he's going for both legs. Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, okay. And then it all makes sense, but the commentators didn't do their job. Right. 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 I mean, that's a Jim. Jim Ross is that's a perfect moment for him. He could zero in on something like that and exploit yeah. it, and that could, you know, add another element to the story for people watching at home. So I just absolutely. hate watching wrestling matches, and this is going to sound ridiculous to people who aren't wrestling fans, but they don't listen to us anyway. Uh, that make me feel stupid, you know. The, Ooh, yeah, and that's what this is. Like, I'm not an idiot. I know it's the right leg. You focused on it this whole pay per view with the car door and the, right. the medic in the back, and now he's working on the right. left leg. Right. Just very frustrating. Jarrett takes the chair, destroys Booker's knee or knees with the... Uh... This is a whole other fucking issue with the chair. Okay, so disqualifications apparently don't matter. It's unless you really screw with the ref, apparently. Well, he waits to do the guitar shot, which happens later, for the ref to not be looking. You can't be looking at this. I know. Mm-hmm. And, and what does he do after the guitar shot? He just removes the one big piece of guitar out of the ring. Yeah, as long as you get the big piece out... And leave all the rest in the ring, the shards, the ref won't notice. The spot that's just ridiculous to me is the fact that Booker Spinaroonie is what's the ref bump. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, he can do a Spinaroonie with bad leg. All right. Just stupid, see, see, stupid. That, that would be something that should be, like, that Booker needs to nix. Yeah. Because like, you can't really cover for that. No. That, that just looks. And his legs like, spin around and fucking arachnophobia. Just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just starts. Ah! But I do like. I, I like about with Jaredson with the guitar and this is he's just hitting him in the knee with it. Rather than. He always oh, hits. Sorry, great shot. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I loved it actually. But yeah. why did he. Like, why, why can't the ref see this? And he clearly sees you whacking away right. with the chair. Right. Just. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And then the belt. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Jared puts on the figure four, holds on to it even after. I love that he it's, held. That's a great moment in the match. Yeah. How long he holds on to it and how well Booker sells it. Yeah. 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 And, and it's also the wherewithal of the referee to not like. Because, like, it's some. A slow five. I, I've heard some refs say, like, 
you hold on to it. I'm ca- I, I will ring the bell at five. Yeah. They straight up tell you like if you do if you do anything like that, I'm not gonna hesitate. You know if if your arm goes down for the third one and you thought it was the second one, I'm still ringing the bell because I'm not gonna look stupid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It makes the ref look stupid. Right. Yeah. Slick Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> Slick Johnson. <laughs> and then they repeat the uh, Unforgiven 98 spot uh, with the belt. You can see it coming. Yep. You're like, oh, he's going to get... what? Because I'm thinking, why would the ref go outside the ring to help you? And yeah. just like, here comes a spot. And Because Jeff Jarrett loves attacking referees. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a hate on for him. What about... Dude, that's... Um, all right, so there, there are two ugly-ass spots. I the mean... book end through the table? Jesus. That one? The, His head. Concussed. I mean, got to be. He yeah. looked. He. But I was so annoyed with Jared by that point. I thought, good. <laughs> I, I was very annoyed with him at this point. But, but yeah, it looked like typical shit. face thing. Like I could win this match by count out, but I break the ten count so that you know we can continue. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't doesn't ruin that Canadian rule book rule number three. Do what you want. And then it's just assault on a referee mountain here coming up here. Yeah. <laughs> Ginger ref gets it. Where the hell is where is it? I wrote his name down because his name made me laugh. Yeah. Uh wait, wait, wait. Who the fuck is Jamie Tucker? <laughs> That's where Jamie, Jamie Tuck- Tucker hits the he's, ring. Yeah. It's a mad dash. And, and he gets hit with the stroke, right? As deservedly so. Yeah. So here comes Jamie Tucker. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jared gets a chair, accidentally kills the new ref. He sets up the chair and hits a stroke onto the chair. Little Ninja comes in. Booker kicks Arts. Um, Arts. I want to say some. Did the did the Jamie Tucker get the stroke? Is he the one who gets the stroke? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think he did get the stroke. Uh, wait, or did Slick Johnson come back to? Because I don't think Johnson comes back after Spinaroni. Yeah, oh, idiot. Sorry. Well, the belt shot. Oh, does he eat the belt? Yeah, he, he. I think Slick Johnson got two ref spots. Oh, okay, that's the other one I'm missing. He there. got the bam. Assault on referee then, mountain. And, yeah, and then he well, well, thank God, because if the spin arena would have knocked the ref out. So, um, Little Nate comes in. Booker kicks out. It's uh, <laughs> an awful swinging neck breaker. Oh, yeah, I wrote that oh, too. Oh, my. Jarrett, he turned the wrong way. <laughs> He, just, he spins more. I'm going this way. And just, you idiot. Well, they don't. We've already established they don't know their lefts and rights. No, they don't. And oh, I, there's another spot that really pissed me off. I love how when they get to the turnbuckle, it's in like the first five minutes of the match. The championship belt's just hanging out by the turnbuckle. <laughs> like no one's holding it. And it's just waiting there. I'm like, the championship belt is, is left at the side of the ring. And like, like a dog. Razor Ramon's gold chains got better treatment <laughs> than the belt does. And what does Jarrett do? I think Jarrett tried to cover for it because he picks it up and he's like, John, the chosen one, bitch. And then he hands it to somebody. And I'm like, good. You respect this belt. Yeah. <laughs> Throws it. Booker, nevertheless, hits a climactic bookend to win the match. Yeah. Win the match. It's, it's a 1454. Mercifully, long. this ends. I mean, I'm just, the it, anger. Of watching this match while trying to have, get the Mission Impossible in time. Right. <laughs> I might miss this movie so, because of this. So I obviously I, I can go ahead and answer this already. Falls well short of Bash at the Beach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you it's agree? Not a, I I mean, yeah, oh this yeah. is a, oh the pay per view or the match? Oh the match. match. The match. Yes. Uh, I didn't. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't hate the match. It was you know it had some stuff going on. It was just so frustrating. 
just to watch this I think unfold. part of it is WWE like relaxed their rules to a point where like they didn't know how far to go with no. it and then uh, so that and that's and honestly we could probably go back to some other matches where they just quite frankly don't understand what's really a DQ and, and what's not I, Jared has completely played himself out to me mm-hmm. with, with with all the guitars I, I just I'm well not, that's the only good thing now is we he should not he, I, we know now Booker is according to this facing Nash at um, Fall Brawl oh boy yeah, well, we'll see. But hopefully, it gets him out. It gets Jared out of the title picture. Here, at, least at least for a little, little bit, bit. because yeah. it's like the Jared matches get the. Here comes a ref. Here comes a ref. Here comes a. They ref. are very chaotic, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun in a way. Fun, not good by any means. It's yeah. mayhem, exactly. But you can't the th- when you do that too much with somebody in particular. Um, I mean, like if you do it on your show with a bunch of people, it's one thing. When you start doing it with that one person, you kind of really devalue that person a lot. Oh. It's like Jeff Jarrett, like he's winning the belt. He all like, yeah, he's got the belt, but he always seems like a title or a placeholder. So tell me guys, compare this to Bash of the Beach. Compare it to all of them if you want, but like really I guess because it seems like these two really go they fit together just because of this little micro era we're in now where it's like Russo's kind of on his way out. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it. What it did you think like in comparison to Bash of the Beach? Well, it's nowhere near as entertaining as Bash was. Um, I wouldn't say that this is one of the worst shows. I, th- I think it's like right around there in the middle, on the lower end. Uh, yeah, it's a four. I, 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 uh, yeah, I'd give it a, probably a two out of five. It's Because it, th- those first three matches were fun, and then it just devolved into just utter shit. But, uh, yeah, it's it's it's... It is what it is. Um, I'm happy to have my feelings be like this with the show in uh, in this time period. Where it's more like, all right, I'm. I don't feel like I've wasted my time watching that. Right. Yeah. I mean, this one. Um, just talking about there's. It's not just a sense of it. I mean, like I was sitting there trying to pay attention. It's like there's. N- I don't remember many mentions of Russo until the triple threat. Yeah. Um, and then he comes out. He doesn't get a mic in his hand. Thank God. Right. He right. doesn't. There's no focus on him. He comes out. Goldberg tells him, "Fuck you." That's it. I was waiting on him to get involved in the match. It's just. I mean, he's getting his one last big push coming. Yeah. Um, but it really seems like there is fallout. Right. From the actions that happened at Bash the Beach. Yeah. It the the booking overall seems a little better, with the exception of the sh- the work shoot crap. Like it seems like there there seems to be a bit more of a linear structure to where we're kind of. I'm saying that very that's a v- very loosely, of course, because it's it's nowhere near good by any means. I think in comparison, like it's it. I fa- I found myself I was definitely entertained, very entertained throughout the show. Maybe for reasons that you know, we weren't intended, obviously. Well, the, but your builds, like when you read those builds. Those were long builds, and the yeah. first time in a long time, and not just for one or two things. Right, right. So I mean, there was a lot of effort put into it. I obviously some of the execution, some of the payoff, the things aren't spectacular. Go ahead, go so ahead. A pay per view that has this name and what it stands for be this not good. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. No, I hear you. This is the first pay per view after Hulk Hogan right. is gone. It's called New Blood Rising. Feels like new, you know. Right. Let's, you know, let's put over some new guys and let's create new storylines that'll take us through the end of the year. Like, does it feel like this is any different than any of the other shows? Really, that don't. Really no, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, Not let's really. look. At, I mean, let's break down like this. Who's missing? Sid. Well, Where I mean, fuck no. Sid. I, I, mean, I know he's, he's not in general. general. Flair, but yeah. Lex. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's a Page. but Page is gone. Um, and then look at who all the people that hold the belts are, with the exception of Booker, relatively new to the company. It's true. And, and Muda. Now, because Muda has the tag. Uh, but that kind of shows that there's some new. There's did they go over? Lance Storm has three titles. Yes. He went over in the least convincing right. so, way. I think two matches are what solidify this pay-per-view as being below mediocre to most people. And a travesty in a lot of people's eyes. What happened to Lance Storm, if, that, if, if you change the booking on that, make him look stronger, and don't have this stupid work-shoot crap with Goldberg and Nash, this pay-per-view, I think, would at least elevate itself. Maybe not still the level of Bash at the Beach, but it'd be closer. I'm not going to say it's yeah. better. But I think those two things sadly overshadow some pretty decent moments. I'm trying to separate it from the stuff we know now. I'm doing my best, but it's difficult. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, it's like it's more this put a spotlight on it as opposed to turn into it. You just get that opinion. This really right. shines it out. So overall, um, it, it, it it had to be, you know, for our, our namesake pay-per-view, and <laughs> this is what we end up getting I for think, it. I think we should change our name. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, we're, we're Bash at the Beach. <laughs> Bash at the Beach. Bash at the Beach podcast. I do want to bring up first-hand account. We did get um, an email from, again, Finest Trees on Twitter. I love it. Such a great name. He was actually at the pay-per-view. So mm-hmm. we can kind of tie into some of the things you're saying. So I just want to fly through this as best I can. Hard to believe it's been almost 15 years to the day. I was lucky enough to score ringside tickets because I lived a few hours away and no one was in line at my ticket master. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Um, I was living in Kelowna and that's where Nitro happened to be the next night. This was the first and last time WCW ever came to BC for live events, and it was clearly a WWF territory at this point. The first noteworthy piece I can remember that proved WCW was going down fast was that we were at Vancouver's secondary arena, the Pacific Coliseum, oh, where the Canucks used to play before, um, before the other establishment place was built. The capacity is around 4,000 less, and just over 6,000 were in attendance that night. <laughs> It wasn't even hockey season, but I imagine WWF held a contract at the time that prevented WCW from using, you know, the the bigger place, the bigger place that mm. is the primary place in and uh, did them a favor in BC. Yeah, WWF was using, I mean, yeah, every time, including that rock bottom there. That was where the rock bottom pay per view was. Was in Vancouver at the at the bigger. I remember. Arena. I ordered that. <clears> yeah, totally. Um, as we walked in the door, security wanted my camera left at the coat check because it had fancy removable lenses. Unbeknownst to them, it was my dad's camera from the 70s, and I didn't even know how to use it. But let's be honest, no one wanted to see those pictures anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should have been grateful that someone showed up in a t-shirt of a wrestler that they employed at the time. It was a Bret Hart shirt. Yeah, I'll okay. say. I saw APA shirts in the crowd. And yeah, actually clearly. wanted some pictures. I was choked, but didn't let it ruin my night. Checked on the merch table, and since I wasn't carrying a, lot, a whole lot of cash, decided to pass on the selection. Plus, Bret Hart merch was selling fast, and I would and I would have lost uh, my. I wouldn't have even had one of my size by the time it was my turn. When we got to our seats, we found out we didn't need to be at the, at the t- We didn't need to stop at the booth for a souvenir because WCW officials were handing out pay-per-view shirts to every second or third fan around ringside. Oh, Wonder man. if David Flair got one. 
<laughs> he won't wear it for a couple of months anyway. Since I was already wearing my Hitman shirt, I was disqualified, but my girlfriend at the time was lucky enough to get one. It was a pay-per-view t-shirt, not exactly a nice one, but hey, who cares? It's free. She put it on to show a little show a little support to the show, but I didn't really notice anyone else wearing wearing their free t-shirt. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I didn't see any new Blood Rising I didn't see him either. Maybe it was because they used Vampiro's eyes for the logo instead of Stings. I don't that know. That picture on the network? Yeah. That's no good. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder WCW went out of business, though, giving away free clothes to people that don't even want them. <laughs> that's pretty Jesus, bad. That's, that's harsh. That's pretty bad. That's like Cena throwing the shirt in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Until the end, the crowd seemed pretty into the first match, which yeah, they I, were. I wouldn't call match of the night, but plenty of fun. A little tank is gay chant started a f- by a few fans. <laughs> is that when he walked over and got all pissy? Tank Abbott was one of the one of the highlights of the show. Yes. He was great as the hype man and a whole lot of fun at ringside. But then again, maybe it was just the killer seats talking. Second match, and we want Brett Chance already began twenty minutes in, into the match, and we weren't and it, he wasn't even advertised. So we did you guys hear that a lot of we want Brett? Oh, man. the whole night. Yeah. Brett Hart is a true legend in Canada. It's not a myth. He puts butts in the seats, as Shivani would say, and even though he wasn't advertised, a lot of people were there to see him and had a feeling he would appear, even if it was for no absolute reason at all uh, or without any follow-up or anything. They just had a feeling. Following the Brett chant was a We Want Puppies chant at the first sign of a female presence, reminding you that the Attitude Era was in full effect. And you're in WWF territory, and there was a short of a and there was no shortage of perverts in the audience. So, just to get to the um, the tag title match had a nice BC Bud chant. Okay, so what BC Bud, which is not EC Dub as everyone. Yeah, might. I could not make it out. BC Bud, for clarification, is marijuana. Oh. Good marijuana. Apparently, that is out of that area. So that was actually kind of the the fun thing about it. Um, I wanted to get to I. The Rougeau, because I asked him, I, I had asked him to clarify about the um, the Brett thing, and he was saying that everyone, the place did explode. Like in his Lance Norman said, it's the loudest he's ever heard any place was when Brett came out that night. Really? Yeah. It didn't seem that yeah. loud. Yeah. I do want to get to his bit here about um, uh, the triple threat. Where to begin? Maybe the Goldberg fears Goldberg sign. He's <laughs> speaking of signs. You probably noticed this, but how about the Canadian flag turned pot leaf? I'm assuming the morons at WCW figured it was a legit Canadian flag and otherwise <laughs> wouldn't have taken it away. <laughs> but then um, title match starts with a close-up of our awesome joke sign, I Heart Jeff Jarrett. We made it because we hoped to, to take home the guitar he would inevitably smash. Didn't work, but we continued bringing the sign to WWF e-shows for the next six years. It's a great reaction. Good job. That's cool. Thank you so much for providing us with that live account because... No, that's great. I was hoping that some the, some people that are listening to this totally. are people that have actually went to some of these shows. Yeah, totally. I think that's really cool. And I, 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 the, uh, I didn't get through the whole thing. I just wanted to hit the highlights as much as I could for it, but... Overall, you know, you know, we it is what it is, as uh, Steve Austin would uh, affectionately say. Um, next, our next show, we feel like it's kind of necessary. Um, you know, we're not oblivious to the fact that Roddy Piper passed away over the weekend, so figured it'd only be fitting to kind of give him his due. I, I think we we need to say that um, the reason that we decided not to do a Dusty Rhodes tribute was because, I mean, uh, not just because a lot of people do Dusty Rhodes. But we grew up watching this, and Dusty had pretty much already retired. You know, I, I remember watching Dusty um, on commentary 
you know, and the first time I ever saw him wrestle, really, was uh, ECW yeah. when, when he went over there. But Piper was a guy who we actually totally. would watch wrestle, yeah. and we loved him. And right. So it just seemed, it, it, it didn't really seem, on my end at least, that it would be fair to do Dusty Rhodes. Right, uh, and I we, agree. we couldn't really do him justice. No. I mean, um, I did. I watched did. him, but I mean, because remember, I grew up with it. Right. But it, it makes sense to me, though. Like, I have those. I'd rather just share those off air. But Dusty's influence off camera yes. is really a more important thing. And, and it, it really is. to that. Um, I heard last night that Paige got emotional or happy emotional talking about him as a father figure to up-and-coming wrestlers, and that's sad, but let's yeah, do No this. disrespect to Dusty. Yeah, yeah. no, no. But, but the Piper one's going to be fun. We're going to tackle that yes. next. That'll be a really good one. Um, please follow the podcast on Twitter at New Blood Pod. We're also on PileDriverWrestling.net as a part of the OSW Podcast Network. I'm at William Rinkin 83 I'm at CM underscore Stabs. With two Bs. I am at the One B. And we will catch you guys <laughs> next time. Thank you to all for all the positive words, the comments. We really appreciate them. We're going to be coming at you next time.